forever. Dog. Warning. Today's podcast contains scare zones, panic areas, afraid places, and terror spots. Can the good boys survive? Also, can they remain humble in the face of being granted increased theme park and media access? We'll see on today's Hauntcast The Fright. Fright, a show hosted by two scaredy boys that are afraid of theme park Halloween mazes and one big brave boy who overcame his haunted maze fear at Not Scary Farm last night. All I right. am said big brave boy Mike Carlson. Mm. Joining me as always, two scaredy boys, Jason Sheridan. I had some excuses. All right, that's that we'll fine. Get we'll into. get into all of this, but I'm boasting hard up top here because I'm feeling very triumphant after my night at Not Scary Farm. And also, Scott Gardner is here. Dan Scarity, I got no excuses, but uh, whatever. I'm uh, I'm my own man. I can do what I want to do. I feel alive for the, one of the first times in my life going through six mazes last night. Oh, there's at the count. Not scary Farm. Can wow. you believe that? It's a lot. And I'm not, this wasn't a fake thing that I was afraid of these mazes. I was just as scared as you guys were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like college students jumping out and putting their hands in my face you know here's the thing uh you you might be correct to phrase it as as scared i could see that take but there's another take that is i don't uh, want to do this even if i wasn't scared it doesn't sound like pleasant i did a single maze we will get into that yes i did it I wouldn't describe my feeling during it as being scared. I'd describe it more as annoyed and irritated. Mm-hmm. Rather be at home. Well, I think that the thing is, you got to get used to the people throwing their arms at you and yelling. And then once you get used to the mazes, then you start to enjoy all the things we like about theme parks. The theming, the design, the, all that interesting or stuff, could, the effects. I could get used to my couch and a bottle of wine. Well, that's a good excuse to not go anywhere then, isn't it? <laughs> That's better it's, than anything, it really. It truly is. And uh, Scott Gardner at uh, 33. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I'm Why at. should we do anything? Let's all just become drunks. Let's not go nowhere. Wait, now Sounds like Scott's going down the Jackson Main route. I, I know he wants me to a, stop talking about a star is born. The jump but, uh, to drunk I'm from drunk enjoying a, a glass way. of wine. You were drunker than me. You were the drunk one at the event. But last night? Weren't you? No. You drank more than I did last I night. Two, I had a mango beer, and then I had a Stella, Stella Artois. Artois. <laughs> You're drunk, still drunk right now. now. Uh, so, I'm listeners, what the, this yeah. episode, it, this is, uh, we're talking Halloween Horror Nights and Knott's Berry Farm. And this is not a, a comprehensive uh, one. This is a little peek behind the scenes. We got some, yes. uh, so, to look at uh, how, how some of this stuff got made. We've been saying for a long time that we were doing this podcast and we wanted invites to things we wanted people to invite us theme park journalists to different events to different uh you know happenings uh and we wanted to get free things and we wanted to look backstage peek behind the curtain and 
we've been very lucky now and we've gotten a couple cool things that, that we have gotten to do uh, number one mm-hmm. we're going to talk about here is that universal invited one of us mm-hmm. to go check out their new maze which is based on the tv show stranger things and we sent our cub reporter (laughs) jason sheridan my mother will be thrilled that i finally put the two years of an unfinished journalism degree to work yes Uh, that was your college press badge well i I switched to tv production uh halfway through but Mm -hmm. you actually did like you would call from college you would call like hollywood people like agents to get Uh, confirmation on stories for your local paper is that right like i did a like a long like third 30 page feature for like an assignment where I like talked to the editors in chief at the time of Oni Press and uh, Top Shelf Productions, mm-hmm. uh, a couple journalists who covered you're, you're comics. You're saying, hmm, what is Top Shelf Productions? They're a comic These book are company, like, so uh, okay. all, yeah, all comics publishers. There was, uh, you, there was a big yeah. thing you had to call so, an agent about yes, though in college. there was. So uh, this, yeah, I, I was an intern at the Philadelphia Weekly, uh, uh, Weekly News, kind of Philadelphia's equivalent to like the Village Voice. Uh, I was an intern there one summer and I had already changed my major, but I had already been offered the internship and I, they were just like, yeah, you, you know, any, in, any work is as good as the next, like any internship at this point. Uh, I think it was coming out of my sophomore year and I, I was just kind of interested in doing something in the media that summer. So um, I worked at Philadelphia Weekly and they, I thought in a very smart move, the interns were mostly there there was like six to ten of us and we were the fact checkers we would fact check articles Mm -hmm. and call sources and double check stuff that was in the articles one thing that i had double check was uh there was they it's kind of in a way that didn't mesh with the rest of the paper there were horoscopes that tried to weave in like gossip like us weekly kind of gossip to like well taurus you're you're in for a romantic week uh much like uh who would have the star of like 2005 been i um like romantic M- couples. Mina Savari? I don't yeah, know. Who was Drew Barrymore married to at Yeah, the time? Drew Barrymore. Justin uh, Long. Uh, just Drew Barrymore and Justin Long are a oh, good okay. example of this. Like that sort of thing. Right. And one of my, uh, one of the ones was that, uh, you know, about Sandra Bullock and Jesse James. Oh, right. So that's and you called her so, agent. So, but <laughs> what I found was like, I was trying, I asked the writer, like, where did you source this from? And I found the article and the article was from that week, but the previous year. So they fucked up. And mm. I told the editors and they're like, well, call Sandra Bullock's agent for comment. And, <laughs> and how old were oh, you at this time? I was uh, 19 years old. <laughs> and at the time, E... I don't think it was on IMDb, and we didn't have IMDb Pro, but E, like, E.com indexed, uh, the television network indexed, like, who's repped what people. So I called the main line for, like, either William Morris or CAA. I got through to to an assistant, and I said, hey, I'm I'm calling from the Philadelphia Weekly, and they're like, oh, okay, well, let me put you on with the, uh, yeah, they're available, let me ask. And I did the same, hi, I'm calling from the Philadelphia Weekly, we're a weekly paper in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The person went, I know where Philadelphia is. Uh, And I said, is there any uh, truth to this? And they're like, what? No, 
know what are you what are you calling and i was like look i'm just an intern i'm just fact checking a little pop culture part part of the like there's no truth to that rumor so then whatever libra or taurus for that week did not have a pop culture they just stripped out that sentence that unnecessary part Yes. So when we were deciding which the three of us should go, this is why I decided Jason should be the guy to yeah, do it. Yeah, he deals with Hollywood bigwigs right. all the time. You're it's your essentially you were a little like kid Ronan Farrow. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I used to drive the uh, uh, American Gladiators. I think I drove one of them to their physical like they flew in an american gladiator well, that's to what a, a reporter's job would be to, uh, but then, <laughs> i don't know what i'm just talking doing? about the interactions i've up. had with stars that is a pump. scoop though that one of the yeah. american gladiators yeah, has some health issues <laughs> or no Did no it's, it the... was illegal it was just a basic physical before they could you know get so, in the arena oh, oh they made it okay so you waited in like the waiting room for one of the of american a beverly Gl- hills doctor and then drove them back to the airport which american gladiator was it i don't know they were a prick i don't want to talk about oh, it okay uh this was like a this was this was not one of the main ones and they were really weird and they leaned out of the car when like there the police there was a lot of police at the airport and they're like hey this guy's up to no good about me driving <laughs> and i'm like i am not I'm being paid dog shit. Wow. I don't think I've actually heard the story of you driving an American Gladiator to a doctor's office. Yeah. That's great. All right. Anyway, we got to get back to Universal. Anyway, so yeah, I went up there uh, uh, to tour the Stranger Things maze. I got to go in at Walter's Gate and get a little, you know, Wizard's Badge. Yeah, Walter's Gate. Uh, It was like me and like 10 other uh, outlets and, you know, they they put us, we met our contact. Did you talk to them? Who are they? Yeah, uh, who are the no. other ten outlets? Uh, Bubber Bubber Boys. Am, boys. Huh? <laughs> and it's one. It's a Bumper oh. Bumper Guy Boys, and it's like it's. He looks exactly like you, but with a mustache. Uh, I no, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was kind of like we all got there, and they put us in a van, and they got us in the toy. It was pretty quick. Oh, you got yeah. to go in a van to go from the like city walk down to oh. the soundstage so because the so the stranger things maze this year uh is in sound st- stage 29 mm-hmm. which is a huge sound stage they said it was used in uh like late uh the grinch and jurassic park when i was an intern at universal on the back lot uh, uh i just remember the tour guides going like and that sound stage was used in a movie we shot recently called land of the lost mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so this was it, it was huge probably used in evan almighty i feel like they were talking about evan almighty a when lot. i worked there there were a lot of like arc pieces yes. out my first summer yeah that was they had the, like two or three sound stages for that that I was a like. real that like, was a real production lot endeavor and then also giant sets and north carolina bit most expensive uh, comedy of all time yeah at, at the time yeah um you know, that worked out the uh, um but so that this is interesting that um their universal's really spreading onto the back lot if you don't know the layout of universal studios there's this upper part up on the level that a city walk mm-hmm. is and then you take escalators down to the bottom and that's a much 
smaller area of the theme park, and it's literally right next door to the sound stages where your favorite movies and TV shows are made. And they're like really spreading out a lot more recently onto the back lot, including uh, ooh, is it the Poltergeist Maze? One of them is like very deep into the New York uh, uh, back lot sets. Yeah, a really long walk. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. They've kind of built the the mazes are built up uh, around the part, sort of wherever they can get the space because um uh, uh as as they pointed out on the tour and i got the tour from universal creative director john murdy who's like a, a long time universal employee really kind of oversaw uh and kickstarted horror nights uh coming back to hollywood um oh was uh, it open in the 90s a little and then uh, closed and i think back? that's yeah i think they did a little halloween stuff but i think 2006 is about when they really started going all out with horror nights out here once okay. it really started to like cook in florida uh-huh. um gotcha so well talking- because by the time i in 2007 uh my second year with the tour guide program i got to i worked on the terror tram yes uh, which was my favorite thing ever because you didn't have to do the tour it was all about time killing and all about bullshitting That's fun. and it was like for sure could be tedious and you might go like oh i'm like stuck in one place for 40 minutes with like no material but man i did like i did so much dumb stuff there used to be a video of me on youtube and i don't know what of doing it i don't remember what happened but uh i was very proud you talk about john murdy i was uh, i believe john murdy himself emailed me and said i saw your video of you doing the tour and I was very scared of what was coming because people had been fired very quickly from that event for using too foul of language. And I was worried I'd done something <laughs> fireable. Uh, uh, but instead, he said, you know, most of your thing I don't think would uh, work for wouldn't translate to other guides. But there was one thing he said I liked so much. I'm going to put it in the script next year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you and remember what it was? I do. It was that I kind of did the whole thing in sort of a, even like all the functional stuff I did in like a devil voice that would sort of fade awkwardly as it mumble through uh, boring parts of a don't smoke and uh, and and at the beginning I said something about like like Halloween is a frightful time when chaos reigns and there are no rules that being said there are a few rules uh, rule number one and um, it, and I that tended to go over well and he, they put it in the script and I was really honored but then I went back the next year and just got to hear people just plow through that and do that with no yeah. timing and like Halloween is a ton of chaos uh, where there are no rules that being said there are a few rules uh, <laughs> like, it was pretty funny watching the line get like just Butchered. steamrolled yeah. by but I was still I was still that's proud a really solid like theme park joke hey I thanks yeah. yeah that one's not I wasn't always like doing things totally counter to the yeah. spirit of the place I like trying to think of like a good real like doesn't oh, offend sure. anybody yeah we are good boys hey, like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, doing, yeah. Uh, no I didn't I may have like you know i they they said you could be like pg-13 what do you think the sauciest thing you said was Ooh, um i i think i made might have made an abortion joke oh wow i don't remember what it was but i i I remember getting kind of a ooh 
which then like th- this guy that John Murdy like watched whatever this abortion joke was put me in the Bill and Ted uh, oh Halloween uh, spectacular for these yeah that's that's pretty dicey if I can remember what the abortion was joke okay. was well we'll post that um, if there's a video of it uh, yes yeah. <laughs> if I can if please I can think check of down that 12 year old abortion joke like go back in your files <laughs> I'm sure it'll hold up uh, just fine but the story I remember that I liked a lot was that you know they told us you could be a little more racy you could swear and stuff and uh, so so here here's a profanity warning for anyone listening who doesn't like when we use profanities but i feel like i have to for this but the uh um i remember a a, a female tour guide uh, pulling out of the area and uh saying like well now we're no longer in earshot of my bosses and they said we kind of do what we want on this thing so uh fuck 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 Whoa. And she was wrong. They were, we were, she was still completely within earshot of the bosses. And when the tour came back around, people were waiting for her and she was escorted out of and the And that lot. was it. <laughs> Again, that, but that to me seems like copacetic for Horror Nights. Um, yeah, but, but I, guess- don't, no, I don't, I don't, I think it's not, if you watch any of those, like the Bill and Ted show which we'll get into later but the there's uh, maybe you get shit i don't i think I okay think maybe that's the line but it's I, in the weird it's like in the weird american like censorship like what gets censored and what doesn't and it's like certain words i don't it's not i'm not turning oh, into a yeah. george carlin routine here but like th- those two words are off limits but you can make a lot of offensive uh jokes about gay people or something that's fine <laughs> right. yeah. but that you cannot say too. shit baby boomers mm. do not like profanity even though the sky is on fire like even though the country the, the world is eating yes. itself and, and heating up yeah and they're more mad when it, they're not mad at trump for you using awful language and saying awful things they're mad at the channel for talking about it but like but they he said it it's weird to why are you mad at the why are you mad at the person who said the bad word yeah yes there's a, yeah there's a lot of a lot of twisted stuff, you values know? in this country here in this, uh, this halloween season but let's talk about something more fun sure uh, jason uh, sheridan on the scene my other horror nights experience was that i when i interned in at a production company in one of the bungalows on the back lot i had to park like i had a little bit of a walk to where my parking assignment was and it was i i got to go through i would go through the new york streets to take a shortcut and i i was there like late one friday like when horror nights i knew horror nights was starting in like an hour and i was like i want to get the hell to my car because it is dark now mm-hmm. and i know the ghoulies and goblins <laughs> are coming out <laughs> uh so and and that would have been one of the first years they were really going all out so oh, gotcha. um yeah um, so, so this, is, this person is a big oh sorry yeah. John, and I'm, maybe I'm jumping around. Yeah, John Murray, a big deal in Universal World, yeah. like probably really helped popularize uh, uh, this yeah. event and oversaw it, and like and kind of like primarily oversees this. This is like the main thing he does, and he only he comes to L.A. for this yeah, he, only. He mentioned in the tour that he lives in Ireland now and oh. telecommutes uh, uh, for this, but like for the right leading up to our nights, he is here uh, working on it. Um, excuse me and runs the runs himself i'm sure other people use it too but runs the horror nights twitter account so you can tweet directly at john marty on the official horror nights twitter account and he is very open he was very clear about like you know we like that the fans tweet at us and that's where we 
pull ideas from uh, every now and then, including the Stranger Things maze. He said, like, as soon as that was up on Netflix, people were like, you have to do a maze of this. And uh, it I have to say, it was uh, very cool to go through that. He said very rarely are they given access to a full-size soundstage to build the mazes in? That's, that's and, a whole other step. Sometimes yeah. these, these mazes are jammed into like where the line is yeah. for another attraction. Yes. And to have an entire, yeah, an huge, entire soundstage. Stage. And what is happening is they're demolishing a lot of the soundstages that are right up against the theme park for future expansion. Uh-huh. And you can really see how much they've cleared. Uh, although we were told, please do not take pictures of construction. Okay. Uh, uh, and I, I have some pictures that I'll post on the show accounts of the construction. Uh, no, of the maze construction. <laughs> okay. We were we were told there are parts of the maze we could take pic- pictures of. Um, you but show like, us those other pictures later, though. I of that well, I sweet sweet any. dirt. I can show. I'll show you on a map. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, this was a funny detail about the that soundstage two months before. Uh, we were there, and before they they started the build out, it was the Family Feud set. <laughs> like Whoa. they were filming Family Feud, and then emptied it out and started building the Stranger Things maze in there. Wow, cool fact, playa. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Harvey might say um, it is a full soundstage with like the rat with the catwalks and rafters. Uh, um, uh, they they had talked about using they they were able to use part of uh, stage seven forty seven uh, one year which, oh, which is uses the old airplane like yeah. your interiors um, it I is think they a got big the airplane airplanes. oh really okay yeah but but they they were able to get access to some of that but horror nights is fascinating because um, uh, I mean a lot of haunts have to share space with operating theme parks but this is sharing space with operating theme parks and a full working movie studio and then they essentially build a theme park within the theme park and movie studio that runs for 31 nights of the year yeah and so much and this this was kind of recurring when we got to talk to the knots people which we'll get into later but you that it, it all the amount of effort that goes into this single month begs the question how do you do the park for the rest of the year because they're yeah. they were saying the knots people were saying we're already thinking about what's going on in 2019 and we're not even close to through 2018 it's, yeah. it's such an immense and layer the, of production on top of the the typical theme park stuff the knots people were saying that they are secretly starting to put up christmas stuff and you can't see what it is like Uh-oh. in the background tr- christmas stuff is going up like in knots already hmm. so like it's such a like everything they have to be on top of everything so far in advance to get all this stuff done and to get stuff built as you're saying in either or just a working theme park or a theme park and a movie, movie studio, studio yeah. and tv production like it's it is crazy to kind of have to manage all of that some of the mazes he said like a lot of them they start to build sometime between like late may and fourth of july and then they kind of stagger so they're not starting them all at once but yeah the stranger things maze like two three months out from opening and this is kind of the marquee maze this this is on all the uh promotional material a lot of the merchandise there's stranger things based food at horror nights wow um and uh yeah so the the gist of the maze i i mean i don't want to horror night's been running for a little while by the time this is up uh i don't think i really have any spoiler spoilers but 
it's basically like the set pieces from season one. So you go through uh, the buyer house, the house that Winona Ryder and the two boys live in and the letters are on the walls and the um, Christmas lights are strung up that he uses to communicate with from the upside down. They were talking about having to get to wire these lights because Christmas lights are like on a strand. And if one goes out, they all go out and they're like, Oh, we need, we need to be able to control these lights into so they had to figure out how to wire these lights so they could control them more individually so oh so what should be like the easiest effect potentially is, just go by is christmas crazy. lights it has to be manipulated in this crazy way wow. Wow. yeah and then the attention to detail in the house is is really impressive because you know you're thinking like the show takes place in the 1980s but the buyer family doesn't have a lot of money so a lot of their stuff is secondhand from the 70s so there's Whoa. like this kind of uh, bicentennial sort of wall wallpaper of like colonial people in the boys room or something. And like <laughs> there's a very shat, like orangey couch in the one thing. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, were they uh, were like the production designers of the show uh, involved? Do we know? Or? I know a lot of I mean, uh, Horror Nights has their own like production staff and they're able to pull from some stuff from like the Universal Prop Department. But then they're just like also scouting like yard sales and estate sales all around Southern California to find like period appropriate stuff for this maze and all the other mazes. So cool. And then like the um I'm not so up on Stranger Things. Was it like a, like just was it accurate that it really? It's it really all. Felt it like- is like walking onto the set, and there's really? some mm-hmm. stuff. Where what I think in the like, so you go through the house, and then you go into like um. You go by like the little uh, castle buyer, the little fort the kid builds in the backyard. You go through the upside down, and uh, uh, that is an interest. That room is like a black room with like some props and and like hanging fiber optics. And there's also they were putting in projection effects later to make it look like this weird trippy experience. And he's like, "There's stuff in here from the set. There's stuff in That's here cool. from." The Stranger Things set and like Murdy had to, you know, write a treatment, send it to the Duffer brothers to get their okay. And they they have like approval like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, they have approval. And like first pass got approved by one Duffer, but not Duffer two. Yeah. Duff one and Duff two. (laughs) I he made it sound like this one. I I know some like they've they've had to. I'm sure the Shining Bay is working with like the Kubrick people and whatever studio owns that was insanely complicated. Mm. Um, but this one, it seemed like the Duffer brothers, like, no, we know horror. We come to horror nights every year. We're into it. So okay. we're very excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like the attention to deep, like Murdy talked about just going through like he said, it took him eight hours to go through each episode to like pulse to like pick sound cues. It's like, oh, I need that. I need that. And they were able to get, um, access to the actors to record like some audio okay and use audio because in the past they have not been able to uh get people so john has been like i have done the voice of freddy krueger before he like, just did it he really? has done freddy krueger or like they got people in house to do stuff what well i'm assuming this is a similar but uh uh, when it was about the and we'll get to nuts but when i got about to my third or fourth maze and i calmed down a little bit more 
uh, I started to notice that they have these cues, like the scares are on like music cues, which yeah. I didn't quite notice until I was in like four or five and I, my brain was less worried. Mm. Uh, and then I was like, I noticed in a room like a sting happens and then somebody jumped out at, like right on the sting. So like they're, oh, they're that's timing great. stuff like that in these mazes. Uh, so you got ahead of it a little recognizing that pattern. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah, it, it was in this, maybe it was more so in the specific maze I was in, but I noticed, I did just, that was the first time I had noticed that, that there like a whole, there must be like every 45 seconds that sting happens. And yeah. then this one scare happens. So like they're timing stuff, like what you're saying, like with, with people saying things and dialogue and music to match up with, uh, 25-year-olds jumping out at you and scaring yeah. you. And here's another thing that you all may have noticed. Uh, they're scaring you from the, from an angle, from the left or the right. They are not getting directly in your path. Okay. This is a thing that came because someone else in the tour asked, has anyone ever gotten punched and like jumps out, a guest <laughs> punches them in the face? And he's like, the way we work around that is we scare from the angle, pop out, pop back, or like yes, from the angle I, below. This is all stuff that after maze three or four, your brain starts getting a little more used to of like, okay, they're not going to come at me dead on. They're really not going to block me. I'm going to get maybe jumped a little, like I'm going to be a jumpy, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to, to sort of figure out then the mechanics of the whole thing after. Yeah. Cause, cause really for the first couple of mazes, I was just like, Oh, just like that noise in my brain for, you know, yeah. Five minutes of the main. Sure. Other big thing, they cannot touch you. Right. They mm-hmm. cannot touch you. The way when they audition actors, one th- scare actors, one thing John said they do, they put a chair in the center of the room and they say, scare the chair. And they just kind of have, you just kind of have to like act like it's a person and scare around it. And he's like, if anyone touches the chair, they're cut. They're out of there. Wow. You have to get as close as you can and get as committed as you can. Like, this is like a real actor, like theater exercise. That's like in uh, the is it the first Ninja Turtles where, with the bell where the ninjas have to go and get the bell without it making it ring. They attach like a bell to a dummy, and you have to prove that yes. like you're worthy ninja by removing the bell. And then I think it's yeah, this is the first one because Raphael helps um, that ninja kid, and then they remove all the bells without making a sound. So it's like this weird precision where you have to get as close as possible but not disturb the actual chair. Yeah. So, so the guy who who tried to gnaw on the on the chair and tear it in half with his mouth uh, uh, did not pass did we not, should no. all audition to be scare actors not maybe do it but all audition to see if we can pass <laughs> or maybe with, do uh, it mm-hmm. or fine we'll do it i don't care <laughs> i mean they the they were very clear actually at both knots and universal that it's like scare the people who do the scare acting are from all walks some of the people yeah. are professional actors some of the people have nine to five jobs john was talking about a guy who's like i work all day at my job and then i sleep for a couple hours under my desk and then i come to universal and do it and he's like how do you keep this up and some people do it for five ten twenty they just love doing it and there is a real camaraderie uh among everyone doing it It, the way he described it sounds very familiar uh it sounds like a, a a theater company sort of like we're all in this together we're all putting on the show and like the last night of the haunts like there's like you know, people are very emotional because it's like they, well, we all did this. We all put this show on. We all went through this together. And sometimes there's a, a all screamed wedding proposal. Um, <laughs> Will you do me the honor? 
I, <laughs> being my wife and only about your body. <laughs> angle. They don't touch each other. They jump back and forth at angles. <laughs> and the, yeah. The, yeah. The ring is not actually touched. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. So you go through, like I said, a lot of the set piece. So you end up in the lab. Um, the the and this is all with. We should just clarify. It's with the lights on. So there's yes, no scare so actors through, in there. This is lights on. When so I went to, through it, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. So this was yeah, it was a press. Oh, tour. this was yes. Well, we should say because we also at Knott's uh, Knott's Scary Farm, mm-hmm. we got a preview of some mazes, mm-hmm. which in which we slowly walked through them without actors and with all of the lights on. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you. I had a wonderful time. Very impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. This is, yeah, I'm just there to see the molding mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. you know. Um, um, I did go on the mazes in the dark with scare actors. Yeah. Both of them. You sure did. Uh, Good for what you. Else? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the... brag about it as much as I can. <laughs> you see the lab. You see the upside down. Um, and, and they're working, like, up until the... You know, you night were before it was still a construction site. Basically, yeah, it was when still you were a there. construction site, as you will hear in a few minutes, because I got to talk to John, uh, uh, do a short interview with John, and you may hear some construction sounds in the background. But there's like dust in the air. We could hear hammers and drills and everything. Did you have to wear a hard hat? Uh, no, they just closed-toed shoes was the only request. Closed-toed shoes. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was in the uh, email request. But that's any shoe. Really? Uh, no, like no flip flops or sandals. Oh yeah, yeah. oh no, okay. no, not those. But any yeah. other, it's a sneakers. You didn't have to wear boots. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, what else? Okay, uh, this I thought was interesting. So the monster in Stranger Things, the Demogorgon, which. Uh, uh, the very they very quickly showed us the pictures of like the mask that the actors would be wearing. It's insanely detailed. Uh, there's like because they have to rotate through actors. Like you know, you're not uh, an actor is a scare actor is not. It's not. There's not one. De- there's like fifteen to sixteen demogorgons every night, uh, because right. they show up in different parts in the maze. Depending on what they're doing, they maybe they're running like a thirty minutes on set, thirty minutes off set to recover from that. Although some are just impartial makes, so if they're just the hand or just the upper half, they may be able to go a little longer. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Should we play the interview? Yeah, I'm Let's just trying to think interview. if there's anything, any other context. Yeah, so we went through the maze, asked some questions, uh, uh, everyone kind of chimed in. Tell us more about the van ride. Yeah, what kind of van was it? Oh, it was just, yeah. just, just to squeeze in within a row typical three. Typical pass uh, van. I guess there is a van service that's like for Universal employees that goes from the upper lot to the lower lot, especially with Horror Nights running and they're working all over the Was the, the driver property. entertaining? Like, does he do any jokes like the tram tour guide would? Or no, was it just uh, a quiet driver? They were very driver? nice. Okay. I mean, there was also like PAs and office workers and stuff. Sure. I, the thing that was interesting to me, the talent building, there was dozens and dozens of people People, like filling out their start work like scare actors and temporary no. seasonal hires so crazy time over there yeah and you um, weren't but you weren't inspired to jump into the fray and say you know i like it this is my home sign me up well it felt like a <laughs> conflict of interest so but maybe we'll conflict that interest <laughs> if we all become scare actors um if you uh, can find us in the park next year yeah uh so yeah like i said so at the end of the tour uh, i got to talk to john for a few minutes and we'll play that right now 
John, thanks so much for talking to me today. I guess just to get started, uh, what do you think sets Halloween Horror Nights apart from other uh, haunts? I think first and foremost, it's the attention to detail that we put into everything we do, whether it's a horror movie or a horror television show. Our ultimate goal is always the same. It's to make our guests feel as if they're living that particular horror movie or horror TV show. Uh, the thing I always say is it, it should feel as if you got up off of your couch and stepped through the TV screen or you got out of your movie seat and stepped through the movie screen and now you're in the world of the horror movie and you're living it and it's coming for you. And and that's what we try to do with everything that we do for the Horror Nights. So we put an awful lot of attention into the the scenic, the props, the you know the set dressing, the, the lighting, the audio, everything to serve the story of what we're telling. Great. Um, this question is uh, very specific uh, to our show. Myself and my co-hosts are what's known as uh, little scaredy cats uh, who are easily startled and uh, frightened. What advice would you have for us for overcoming our fears and attending event like this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no, but uh, there's, you know, I always think Halloween is, and things like this are very similar to like riding a roller coaster for the first time. It's it's facing your fears much in the same way as when you're a kid and you're looking at that big roller coaster that you've never ridden before. And um, and the the other thing I've noticed over time is that people who go through our our mazes at Horror Nights. Uh, it's very much the same experience as riding a whole, you know, roller coaster. When people come off a roller coaster, what do they usually do? They usually laugh, you know, because it's that release of nervous energy. And a lot of times when you see people come out of a maze, even though they've been terrified, they start laughing because it's the same release of energy. So, you know, I, I would, in your mind, think you're going to ride the craziest roller coaster that goes, you know, upside down and has 400 foot drops, and you'll be in the right mentality for Horror Nights. And just do that, like, eight times Yeah, uh, pretty much all night long um some uh some other haunts in the southern california area have kind of uh up the ante with things like putting a burlap sack over your head or simulating kidnapping any desire to get into that uh area no no <laughs> no i mean every the the great thing about the haunt industry is that there you know particularly if you're in los angeles there's so many different places you can go and sure. experience and there's so many different flavors uh to the art of scaring people um what we do is a very specific thing where we're trying to bring to life movies and television shows um but no i don't have any desire to put a bag over your head yeah i don't have any desire to do it myself um one last thing uh i noticed looking at uh, the Horror Nights websites for Orlando and Hollywood. Why are they called haunted houses in Orlando? <laughs> Why are they called mazes? Yeah, out here? Orlando calls them houses and we call them mazes. And recently we were both, uh, Mike Aiello, who is my creative counterpart in Orlando, and myself and my art director Chris were speaking at a convention called Midsummer Scream. And I solicited on Twitter, you know, I asked the fans, hey, send me questions you'd like to ask, you know, Mike or myself or Chris. And one of the first questions I got was that same question. Sure. Why are they called houses in Orlando and why are they called mazes in Halloween? And the answer is we don't really know. They've always been called that. And as long as, you know, as I've been around, I've been doing Horror Nights since 2006. And, um, you know, it had a history prior to me going back to even as early as the mid-1980s they did it. Um, and back then they were, they were called mazes out here and they were called houses in Orlando. And we have no idea why. 
Wow. So I know that's an unsatisfactory answer. No, but it's the truth. That's great. Frankly, I think mazes sound scary because you could get trapped in a maze forever. Well, we call them mazes a lot of times because the physical construction of them is like a maze. Yeah. And when you're walking around in these things, you can easily get lost if you don't know your way around. So that's always been like a, a, a way we refer to it. Um, Orlando, since the beginning of Horror Nights in Orlando, has called them houses. So it's just a weird East Coast, West Coast thing. Sure. Well, thanks so much, John. Sure. My pleasure. Okay. So John's advice, you know, you just kind of overcome it again well, and again. Uh, Scott and I overcame it once again. <laughs> uh, one time. I, you technically call that overcoming? I wouldn't call it that. Why uh, no? We went through it. <laughs> what uh, do you want from us? I mean, I want, I want full. I want us to be fans of the haunt. Now, I'm now a big haunt fan. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, a, you're a haunt guy. I'm a haunt guy now. So you're there, like you're, like are you? Well, are you going to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, I will go to Horror Nights. You're going to go to Horror right. Nights now. Uh, I, my friend Luke, uh, he a couple of weeks ago, he was like, you know, we went last year, and he's kind of a scared guy too. And he goes, you know, we went last year, it was kind of fun. You go have a couple margaritas before, and I go, I like the sound of that. He goes, you know, it's not so bad. It's not actually as scary as you think but it is. But when go. I drink, it's not okay in the li- I'm a drunk for drinking. <laughs> All right, before we go down this yeah, path. Well, that's true. You were disguising. Uh, uh, thanks to Margarita. Universal. Fine. Yeah, thanks to Universal. Drink. That's a relaxing drink. Wine is an alcoholic drink. Uh, uh, thank that's you to the Universal. Record. All right, just shut up for a second. <laughs> just trying to be nice to the Universal. Thank you to the Universal people for having me. Uh, thank you to John Murdy for talking to us. Uh, yeah, tweeted him on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Not on Twitter? The official Horror Nights account. Not on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And um, so we took that advice of... Yeah, so so we were, again, when we were calling for people to invite us to things, which this is all about us getting stuff, this podcast, um, uh, we were invited by another podcast, a po- long stand, 11 years, I believe, is what they said, they how long they had been doing the podcast. It's called the Season Pass Podcast. We've mentioned it many times before. Uh, they do great series of interviews with Tony Baxter and other Imagineers, and this is like the nerd stuff. Our podcast is like mostly about us and our lives yes and smart times making uh, wise we talk cracks. about the rides yeah. we like those but like this is season pass like if you're a nerd for this stuff this is uh, you know the re- yeah the real info and they they really delve in and they they you know we've now because of them we've had a couple of actual uh theme park people on the, I guess now with John Murdy and the, and the folks we talked to yes. at Knott's. Now we've talked to actual uh, industry insiders as well as Tony Baxter in our live show. They've, this is who they have uh, all the time instead right. of some UCB knucklehead uh, <laughs> describing Nick, his vague memory of a ride. Right. Nick Money doesn't know the ride systems at Astro World. He doesn't know what company built those rides. He's just going to tell He's, us stories from his life. Story about stealing candy from an actual baby yes. at Astro World. That's what he did. <laughs> it's one of his trademark moves at Astroworld. So we were, uh, so Doug Barnes and Robert Coker from the uh, season pass were nice enough to invite us to a thing they do every year. They get to go and hang out, get tours of mazes, get to interview people backstage. 
they get the full they get the red carpet rolled out for them and they've done this every year so you can go back and hear episodes um that they've done in the past about old mazes and stuff but they invited podcast the ride to join them and this is really i guess our first theme park podcast crossover because Mm -hmm. if all things go well we're both going to be releasing episodes where each other appears on the other's podcast on the same day. When this comes out, you yeah. move over to Season Pass, hear us on the Season Pass podcast. Hear us interrupting the theme park industry people <laughs> with garbage. To make yes. wisecracks. They're saying like about things. About pig pen in uh, a yes. dirty barn. <laughs> that might be, I forgot all about that. Oh, That's yeah, we addressed pig. Well, we got to like bring up some of our little like, uh, uh, you know, particular knots fascinations. Like yeah. the, like the Freedom Center mm-hmm. and like uh, Studio K, their uh, their their nightclub, yeah, and I got I to ask, talk. I got to ask about the Raven a lot from and, the Mystery Lodge. This is a great tease for there because we we are on this episode a lot. So like yeah, and the episode I've, if I had to ballpark it based on the the time it took to record it, I think their episode will be like about four and a half hours uh, long. I don't think that's a, any sort of joke suggestion of how long it'll be. I do think it's going to be that long. That's right on the money yeah we hung out and talked to a bunch of knots folks so if you finish this and you want to hear more mm-hmm. head over to season pass podcast and i like the trade that's happening where now we are starting to have theme park professionals on the show and they are starting to have jackass pseudo comedians <laughs> if we we're can, trading yeah. back and forth uh, the, uh robert and doug kept talking about they had heard the astroworld episode and they thought that nick mundy was funny so if we get mundy on season pass i think that's a win for us if we can really cross over the universes but we're g- not gonna like ask if he wants to we're just gonna no, send no, him no. over to where they live we're gonna sometime. send him a four email with like an address and then I'm going to be like, hey, you're doing this podcast. And then the same way that he may had us do this, po- make this podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey you're, doing the park park podcast. Podcast. Uh, you're doing the theme park podcast. We're going to just be like, hey, you're on the season pass podcast. You're just going to be a guest. <laughs> so like, well, that'll, that'll be when we finally start getting all of the universe, all we the characters. We Monday around. Yeah, finally. Um, so, uh, so we got to, yeah, we, we hung out at uh, uh, the b- backstage at Not Scary Farm. This was exciting for me because... I probably my highlight of the night was passing through a weird little backstage area and seeing some spare, dry, rapid ride vehicles just sitting around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lit getting, up, getting rusted. It was out. the end of a tired day because we had been in the conference room for so long. But there were these old, just like mildewy <laughs> ride vehicles, and you were like, "Hey!" <laughs> like you made a noise. It's the most excited you have wow. been. <laughs> I got all morning zoo. Yeah, uh, uh, I was very excited. Uh, um, I was also, I was excited to uh, sit at a Knott's Berry, a Knott's Berry Farm conference room as well and walk around their offices and see what the decorations that Knott's people have in their cubicles. And uh, we got to go to the company store and peruse exclusive cheaper jams yeah. than a t- typical just tourist riffraff could look at. Right. They were not... Uh, I was asking if they were um, exclusive to employee jam. Like, there's no preserves f- that are specific There's no employee you can get. berry. They <laughs> 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 which they should do. Employee berry Cast preserve. member berry. <laughs> Cast member berry. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got to go in that. We were very excited to go in the gift shop. That's only. It's like Mickey's of Glendale, like an Imagineering, but uh-huh. it's for only employees at Knotts. Yeah. In a similar way, where like you can't normally get into this place. And uh-huh. this is this was very unique for me because I really have not 
been to not before we went to the chicken dinner restaurant for scott's birthday Mm -hmm. but i had not been in the park proper so to have the first experience be in their creative department's offices and then backstage at mazes and then dumped into a back door into scary farm uh, in a maze that was built into the uh what is typically mystery lodge where that prankster the raven lives mm-hmm. oh the and, raven and if you want to hear more about the raven there's a lot of raven talk on I season kept, pass i kept hammering yeah. the, the raven we for sure some... because who did okay so who did we talk to that you'll hear on the other podcast and not this one we talked to a merchandise uh gentleman yes um, about, um, about the pins that they've they've started to make Mr. Bush. in their t-shirts his last and, name was bush uh, was bush yes carl, carl bush carl bush, yep. carl yep. bush yep. seems right yep he was a nice very nice man i uh, asked him to do i wanted berry tales merch and i wanted and he was, raven merch he was right on that. he was right mm-hmm. on berry tales and it sounds like i think he confirmed berry tales merch and if you don't know berry tales google berry tales knots berry farm but google it with b-e-a-r because there's a different kind of bear and different kind of berry uh and we'll we're gonna i think we'll we'll, we'll start breaking knots off into smaller b- bits yeah I think we'll talk especially tales for a full ep sometime but uh because one thing that he brought up a lot is we are two years away this is crazy knots turns 100 in two years yeah that's yeah. wild i and mean that's from the very original he the buys stand, the property sets up a chicken in the stand. chicken stand and it evolved yeah. into a theme park very slowly over the course of that hundred years, but for sure that is the roots of that's the earliest roots of a theme park. Uh, uh. Um, and he didn't confirm it, but I asked about Cloud Nine and Studio K, the Videopolis of Knots, the da- cool dance club merch, and yeah. he said that there's a lot of people asking about it. So he didn't confirm it, but I feel like it's pot is very possible. This is exciting um, in the drive for retro stuff, which Disney should offer more. Yeah, and I didn't realize that Cloud Nine had come back for last year's Boysenberry Festival. They, they like started a little, yeah. yeah, like arcade thing, which obviously not the full Cloud Nine. There was some like cool teens there. There okay. were regular teens, but they weren't <laughs> specifically cool. Um, so they're do they're doing a little more of it. I'm I'm happy to see that they're embracing their uh, their history. Yeah, because their retro. Mer- I mean, we we got some of it. They gave us some yeah. shirts and buttons and stuff, and like there it's like oh yeah the 60s and 70s stuff was cool here too like yeah. the very scratchy kind of hand-drawn illustration style so before we get so, so before we get into the maze let's you want to throw it to us at backstage at knots oh yeah so yes we got to uh and you'll hear more of this if you check out the season pass podcast but for our podcast for podcast right exclusive we got to talk to a gentleman named jeff tucker who works in entertainment at knots has been there for a long time uh, is a a show writer there has worked in a ton of capacities i don't think we mentioned this uh, on our podcast we mentioned it on the other but uh i was excited to learn if you go on the ride ghost rider uh the the wooden uh the western themed roller coaster at knots uh that if you watch the pre-ride video that there's a like a confused cowboy on it and it's this guy jeff tucker who we talked to and as an obsessive of uh pre-ride videos i I became starstruck though i haven't seen this particular video but uh, a cool context for this man he seems to have a dozen jobs yeah, yeah, he that performs is, in the park still. Uh, he's doing like an old medicine show, he was telling us. And, that's right. And yeah. he, he's also in your favorite attraction at Knott's. He had performed in he that. He had performed at the Mystery Lodge. Right. So he trains Mystery Lodge yes. performers. Oh, he was doing that 
at, at current, right? He was yes. like, I gotta, yeah, I've been working hard. I'm training a storyteller. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I think that was the first thing you were excited to show me at Knott's. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you if you like, go in there, that's the maybe a little under-the-radar thing that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Jeff does a ton at, uh, at at Knott's and knows a lot uh, about Scary Farm and is very passionate about it. So uh, we're going to talk to him over at Knott's Berry Farm. To take it away, us. Okay, thank you, us. <laughs> and now we are... But This is in and of itself was pretty historical. This is the first time we've recorded Podcast The Ride from on an actual site of a theme park. We are in a conference room in the bowels of Knott's Berry Farm, and we're here, as we said, with the season pass guys. What's going on, fellas? Hey, guys. Thank you for having us. That was was like the worst. (laughs) I thought it was fun. You just missed all our shows. Nobody's going to listen to the season pass now after they just heard you do that. (laughs) That implies they're still listening at all, Doug. That guy does a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Well, yes, this is a theme park uh, podcast crossover event, and we are also joined by Jeff Tucker uh, from Entertainment here at Knott's Berry Farm. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming to Knott's Scary Farm. Oh, so excited. Yes. Thanks for having us. Well, we're here in the the middle. We're we're learning about the history of this event, of of Knott's Scary Farm, and what you guys are up to uh, this year. So uh, uh, let us know. What what, what can you tell us about the Well, I have a question for you. You guys are all terrified of this event? Is that yes. what I'm getting? Yeah, yes. very terrified. Why yes. are you here? You're, you're terrified. Because Doug was uh, nice and wanted yes. to hang. And it's, uh, it's all to blame on Doug. Because it'd be like, be like, hey, Jeff, do you want to come do a show about avocados? I'd go, no, I'm good. I don't care for avocados. <laughs> you wouldn't like the avocado festival. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't go anywhere again. near it. I would totally go to the but avocado festival. I don't yeah, like so My wife goes every oh, year. I, I don't like any out. fruit or vegetable enough to want to go to a festival of it of any kind. <laughs> it is all you get to see dioramas of avocados in little costumes. Because <laughs> you're not selling it to you me. Know, you know, you work for an organization that does a thing called a Boysenberry Festival. <laughs> I get paid to go to that one, though. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. You're on the clock. <laughs> well, we're trying, I feel like it's a good opportunity. Not only do we want to come and hang out, uh, we just want, I want, uh, me personally, I only speak for me. I feel like today maybe is the day where I can conquer my fear. Maybe yes. there is a situation yes. today where I get over or something that's been stressing we me out. We will put you in infected special ops. Okay, that where there sounds is a, bad. There is a zombie apocalypse uh-huh. aiming for you. Uh-huh. The difference is you have a gun oh. and you get to fire at them and when you hit them, they fall away. Really? So you could conquer your fear by actually mowing them down wow. with a gun. We will we will get you in that we attraction. Mic you up for that. All right, so let's yeah. mic me up. Yeah. 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 Maybe that. this and may, hopefully the gun like won't jam or something. This isn't like <laughs> no. a you're gonna be like Animal Mother in Full Metal Jacket. Get some. Oh yeah. Get that, some. I, that's what the character I've always wanted to be. <laughs> right, man. Your hero. The great Adam Baldwin. My hero. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe this is a growth moment in my life. Is what I'm saying. In your life, perhaps. Uh, I don't know anyone, anything, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was more interested in sitting in a Knott's Berry conference room. This is, this is what I came for. Uh, uh, Jason, where do you stand? 50-50. <laughs> the appeal of uh, behind the scenes and free food brought me down here. Uh, certainly. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we could try it. Uh, well, you that was a good 
sell. That sounds really exciting. And we got to walk around uh, uh, some of the mazes with you guys from Season Pass, and that was that was a blast. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, we're we are told that you know much about the about the history of this event, and uh, um, uh, or if you if you want to talk about that or how you, how what role you play. Uh, this. No, we can talk about the the history. The event's an amazing event because you're talking about an event that has almost a worldwide reach. In that, I always I always preface it the same way. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved Halloween. I loved Halloween. Uh, the problem is that Halloween is one night. Right, I used to I used to agonize for weeks over which version of Luke Skywalker I was going to be for Halloween. Right, is it uh, black robed Jedi Luke or white robed farm boy Luke or X wing Luke? Right, so you put all this work into it, and Halloween is one night, and not only is it just one night, but it's about. 5.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., right? <laughs> yeah, it winds down. That's all you fast. get as a kid. Yeah. you got to get out there and get your candy and get home before your mom starts. I used to go trick-or-treating. There was no cell phones when I was trick-or-treating, so we just had to gauge... Time to go, right? So, and, it, and then if you if you extrapolate that and say that, uh, what's the first Halloween you remember? Like, how old were you? Eight, mm. nine, ten? Yes, because uh, I remember there was uh, a front yard. There was like where the candy bowl was at this house, and there was like. Um, a man-sized creature sitting next to the candy bowl not moving and I thought oh it's one of those straw stuffed scarecrows that are so popular like we've gone to three different houses that had these man-sized scarecrows but this one uh, lunged at me because nice. it was not a man-sized thing it was a man Yes. <laughs> what, so, how old were you? Probably like eight or nine. Eight or nine. We'll say nine. I have a yeah. better memory. I'm uh, four. Oh, you better memory. Me. Okay. Because yeah. I was the ghost of E.T. E. You know how E.T. was in the yeah. ghost? I, I, yeah. did I did that. <laughs> you, you were E.T. and the ghost? Well, I was acting as E.T. in the ghost. I was actually just a ghost. But <laughs> In but your head. I think that my parents were really cheap that year. And were like, you know, you're E.T. inside the ghost. As, as Should we ghost. buy him the E.T. mask? No, just get the sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just the sheet. And that, that's so. Home. Yeah. Home. I remember that because I was like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And how old were you? Uh, I think we were like four years old when that happened. So, uh, yeah, because E.T. was brand new then. It was like E.T. was the thing at that. So I, I remember that. But I also have a really ridiculous memory yeah. as a child. So. But the average is like nine. And then when do you stop trick-or-treating? Uh, five. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> About 13, right? Oh, yeah. About age yeah. 13, you're like, eh, I'm a little too old to be doing that. So if we go nine to 13, we get four years Right, and if Halloween's four hours a night, we get sixteen hours of Halloween. <laughs> and your whole it. life, your whole life that matters, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. So the Knot family had this idea: what if we extend it a little? And when they say extend it, the first Scary Farm in 1973 was only a few nights, three or four nights at the most. And it was the park closed. They went up. They put some cobwebs around. They had people dressed. I'm not kidding. As the Planet of the Apes characters walking around. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because they well, just surely they had the rights. Absolutely not. They went to this, a few makeup guys and said, "Like, what do you got?" And this is all they had. There was no Halloween industry in '73. Halloween was one night. You went and you, would, you went to Savons and you picked out whatever costume came in a box 
right? Except for Doug, whose parents were cheap. And um, <laughs> you went out trick-or-treating. But the Knopf family was like, we can extend this a little. So the park was done up. They, they played some sound effects records. And it was a huge, massive hit. So the idea was, is it coming back? was a no-brainer. And they just kept adding to it, adding more value to it, adding the first walkthrough mazes a couple years later. Um, originally, the Pekins had monsters in them where if you looked in, they tried to get you. Well, then they said, let's let the monsters roam around. So that became the first roaming street monsters. Uh, then they added more mazes, and then they added uh, Wolfman Jack, who did a show here. Yeah. The, first, oh. the first show here was Seymour, who was a late-night horror host now another horror movie and he actually hosted a movie in the theater right wow. he came out he introduced it and then there was a movie then they had wolfman jack and i've actually seen footage of that show it was 1977 i believe and uh it's wolfman jack in our theater and he's dancing with darth vader <laughs> chewbacca wow some jawas and the clip i've seen he's just like everybody take a look in the audience carrie fisher princess leia herself and it's princess leia it's carrie fisher i want to die right wow wow i'm sure they got a big cease and desist <laughs> so the the event kept rolling and they kept adding more nights and then they added the the ingredient that really solidified they originally added um elvira that was the big event when they added yeah. elvira she was a local uh channel nine horror host she movie macabre she introduced movies she did a lot of breast jokes mm -hmm. and it was a perfect fit putting her in a big vegas style show where she could sing and dance she's gorgeous and that rolled through the 80s man rolled through the 80s there were a couple years we had Weird Al Yankovic here. Um, Elvira brought along John Paragon, who played the breather on her show. He was oh, also was, uh, Jambi. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mecca Lecca High. Uh, and the, the uh, uh, Terry. The, the yeah, Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Honey Ho. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, great guy. Really great guy. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then... Um, the family owned it up until 97, and Haunt was the moneymaker. I mean, it's like printing money. And they created the theme park Halloween event, and they created extending Halloween. We were talking earlier, Halloween began in Florida at Disney World in August. The Mickey's <laughs> oh, Halloween now, treat was in August, right? That's how much they stretch out yeah. Halloween. Halloween now, is insane. beyond. I mean, it's crazy, because it used to be growing up. Christmas was the big event. Christmas was two weeks off. Man, I ain't gonna think about school and I can't wait to get more Star Wars toys for Christmas, <laughs> right? Christmas was the event. And now Halloween has become just as big and it's huge and people plan parties and they have uh, lawn decorations that are amazing. And it all traces back to Knott's Scary Farm in 1973. Gee, wow. it's unbelievable. This is crazy, the level of, yeah, how much opened up because of this, and it, and it's you're making me realize how it, that it preceded it like uh, uh, everything Universal does. It preceded everything yeah. as far as as far as the idea of a hard ticket event where you go and they're going to 
scare you. <laughs> like that must have been a hard sell back in the day. We're like, wait, 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 wait. people are going to what? <laughs> well, we're going to bring them in and then terrorize them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pay for the, Oh, yeah. They're going to pay a premium for it. Yeah. I don't understand. It still doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so, so you mean to tell me I'm giving you money for fear? <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> like that's crazy, right? Yeah, it does. And, yeah. and it, it all goes to, if you know, psychologically, uh, we're all going to die. It's inevitable. We News to us. I know, right? <laughs> and so if we can face a little slice of it on our terms, where we know we're going to face it and we're going to come out okay and have a big laugh with all of our friends, that's how you bond with people. That's how, I mean, that really is. It's And Not Scary Farm has become, because we've been here so long, it's a rite of passage. You know, your older brother got to go. You counted the minutes till the months till you got to go. And then you have kids and then you wait for your kids to grow up so they can go and so on and so on and so on and it used to be a predominantly adult event mm-hmm. kids weren't why would you bring a kid and then then you know things like Nightmare on Elm Street happened and uh, if you during the 80s Freddy Krueger was on everything but breakfast cereal I mean he's a serial killer he kills children <laughs> right here's a wacky toy of him here's a doll oh so now horror's mainstream Chucky is a literal doll that comes to life so then we started seeing a lot you know preteens teens and preteens come to the park right uh this year it's 2018 i've seen more strollers this year wow than i ever have <laughs> and people That's are ridiculous that i don't know i've seen oh, strollers the, and what are those things oh, those the, the, baby, oh, baby baby yeah. i've seen those in the park but you know what? i gotta say every year since we started coming into we yeah. always see at least one stroller yeah which blows and my i always mind. say the like, same thing i go nothing says i love you like a lifetime of therapy Exactly. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah these yeah. kids are fucked up for life. Or <laughs> they're crazy. like st- stronger yeah. and, and 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 hardened by the desensitized. Oh, you don't end I up with three wimps like us. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it might steal them up, it, and you don't end it, up with Mike Scotts and Jasons yeah, to a lesser extent. Jason. If we had been scared shitless when we were babies, <laughs> we would be brain. fine now. We would have no problems psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, scare your baby is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, get well, some know, chainsaws in your baby's face. Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, for all those strollers we've seen, I've never seen one baby crying in that stroller. Like, for some reason, they're drunk. They're yeah, they have no, no concept. Going on. Yeah, they don't yeah, know what's they going on. So, it, you, you know. know, maybe it is a good way to, like, slowly ease them into the whole hunt. Well, <laughs> it might be an easier way to ease them into uh, the state of the world, too. <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is your future. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> We're all living in a scary farm. Yeah, <laughs> increasingly. Oh, uh, 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 Jeff, when did you uh, come aboard the organization? And what? And what I started uh, in 1994. Wow, wow. Okay. Uh, the family still owned the park. It was a w- much different place to work for. Uh, the first scary farm I worked at, Scary Farm '94. Uh, I think it started the second or third week of October. It only ran for about. 10 nights or 11 nights because okay. uh, they just they didn't have any idea that people would venture out into a scary event earlier than that um, the first haunt I worked I worked at the Silver Dollar Saloon which is on in Ghost Town it's not a saloon anymore now it's a shooting gallery but we were the the only safe place you could run to when the monsters got you so we would be serving drinks and people would run in oh my god oh my god save me <laughs> you're welcome to stay in here but they're just gonna come in here and get you anyways so what would happen is we'd have girls at the door peeking and monsters just going 
waiting for you. <laughs> I got all night. <laughs> Is he supposed to do that? That's what we pay him for. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's being ridiculous. No, he's being a monster, and you came here to get scared. You know. You know. <laughs> so it's it was a weird moment. You know, and um, the first few scary farms that I worked uh, were in the Silver Dollar Saloon. Uh, it was a weird, weird time. But I used to go watch. Uh, there's a big show we do called The Hanging, and I used to watch oh, The yes. Hanging. I'm excited to learn. I don't know a ton about The Hanging, and I'd it's like to It's a big more. pop culture. It started out in the early days as an actual witch hanging, where they would parade a witch through the town, <laughs> and she would be screaming, you can't do this to me. They'd get her up to the gallows, read the charges, put her in the noose, and then there'd be a big puff of smoke, and she would turn into doves and fly away. Oh, okay. Um, we got nasty letters from all of the local witches covens mm. saying that was terrible to do <laughs> so then it got changed to we hung a gypsy <laughs> oh, okay. But then. <laughs> Got the same letters uh-huh. without the return address. Um, <laughs> so the show eventually morphed into a pop culture celebration of all the people that entertained and irritated us over the years. And I used to watch it and say, I, I could do that. I could write that. That's my dream. I'll write that. And a few years later, I got an opportunity after showing some writing samples and writing some uh, uh, Peanuts shows for the park oh, really? with Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Yeah, yeah. They said, you want to take a crack at the hanging with the writing team? And I was like, that's all I've been waiting for. So I got to exercise all of those weird demons of characters I wanted to see in the show and writing that kind of dialogue. Uh, the first year we did it, the Crypt Keeper was in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, the okay. actual Crypt Keeper from the TV show. Right, right. Oh, that, and this yeah, was yeah. like, this is, uh, uh, this, this was a licensed situation. Yeah, yeah, we had the Crypt Keeper. Wow. So I got to write dialogue wow. that was sent to New York for John Kassir to huh. read in the Crypt Keeper voice. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever, yeah, you know? Pretty damn cool. And, you know, we, we made, it was a, a very elaborate puppet that would talk and for he sure. would do the same. Yeah, and yeah. we got to do all these jokes like, what the hell is that? It looks like Jim Henson took a crap. Oh. <laughs> like, but then, you know, he fights back. And But it was great because, like, I'd grown up watching Tales from the Crypt and, like, I'm writing dialogue for the Crypt the Keeper. Keeper. Like, yeah. that's cool, right? And then uh, I, I've done a lot of a lot of writing over the years at the park, all kinds of hundreds of shows. I did shows in the Birdcage where it was like a melodrama of a mad scientist show. I did one that was a fake children's show called Professor Freak's Funhouse for Kids, and then an asterisk that said not for kids. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Then I took over Mystery Lodge, and we did two shows in there, using that technology where you can really make the audience believe there's a ghost coming to get them. Oh, sure. Yes. Because if you don't know that show, that is the, that, that show is built on like the, what the peppers, uh, they use Holovision. It's called. Okay. Okay. It's a very, uh, advanced version of that. And we did a show where I cast my daughter as a ghost and she interacts with the actors on stage. Things move. And she ends up killing everybody on stage. And then she turns to the audience. Now, you've seen Mystery Lodge. You're 15 feet from the stage. Mm-hmm. And then there's a layer of glass separating you from the stage. And then beyond that are the the ghost images and that. Sure. So it's a, there's, what I'm meaning is there's a big disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. And then she turns to the audience at the end and says, now I'm going to play with all of you. 
and we had grown men erupt <laughs> and scream. You're not playing with me. We actually have it on, on, audio, on tape. season yes. pass. Yeah. We actually have the audio sat, of the guy screaming, you ain't playing with me. <laughs> I sat with Doug and I said, I said, Doug, that guy right there is going to lose his mind. Watch. Yeah, he pointed them out. And at the end he goes, you ain't playing with me. And, um, <laughs> I like that phrase a lot. If, oh, it was great. If we were in there, would you have pegged any of the three of us as losing our minds? <laughs> it depends on how you're acting, how you were sitting. Okay. It's the people that are sitting really overly calm. Trying oh, to will I, themselves right. into oh, being like at I'm peace, you know. Right. And then the, uh. the finale of that show was the exit, <clears throat> excuse me, the pre-show doors opened. If you go through Mystery Lodge the traditional way, you go into a little room where you hear somebody talk, and then the doors open, then you come into the theater. Main show. Well, we went in backwards, so you never, you never went through the pre-show doors. So at the end of the show, the pre-show doors opened, and we had an oversized cutout of my daughter looking demonic. <laughs> And the audience got to see that for about three or four seconds. And you hear people on all the videotapes going, oh, my God. (laughs) And then we had 10 live monsters run through the audience. (laughs) And we had people lose their minds. And it was a lot of fun. So I've done a lot of really cool things. Wait, wait, not to to, to interrupt, but didn't you say on a couple of occasions, instead of the cutout, you actually had Josie there? Yeah, there were a couple of nights that she wanted to. Because, you know, the images is not her. We filmed it on a green screen. So she was never there. Okay. She didn't have to do five shows nightly. Oh, gosh, no. It's <laughs> an awful thing to she do. She was seven. <laughs> Probably not you a could, precision performer. You can go to a special effect. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and type Not Scary Farm Possessed, it comes right up. Oh, wow. Parks and Cons put it up. That's cool. But uh, uh, there were a couple of nights where the doors opened, and instead of the cutout, it's actually her. And those that had seen the show are like, oh, cool. And then she moves and steps oh, off yeah. the platform. And that's where we had grown men running. <laughs> Running for the door. Awesome. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, Scary Farm is, in my opinion, it's the greatest event on earth. It is so much fun. I have had more memories created working this event than any other thing that I've done professionally. Um, like, I, like we were talking, you get to terrorize people. <laughs> I, look at me. I'm five six, maybe. <laughs> I'm chubby. I look like Sean Astin in Stranger Things season two. <laughs> a little bit, little bit. Which has been pointed out like, he got one on it. I'm like, I, seriously? He's an actor. Uh, it was pretend. <laughs> there seen, are only so many eligible single people of in the town of Hawkins. That's right. I know, right? And, and just to let you guys know, Jeff is like a diehard Winona writer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, right? oh yeah. yeah. Important context. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I've gotten to do things here that are amazing. And then uh, I'm probably most well-known. I came up with this concept for a maze called Trapped, which the idea was you would go, if you go, you're going to go into mazes tonight and you're going to see that you're going in as a, as a communal event. You are going in with 20 other people and there's 20 people ahead of them and 20 people behind them. So you have to find your spots to get scared, right? Mm-hmm. Trapped was you go in and the doors close behind you and you never see anybody else oh. <laughs> from the public. Yeah. And <laughs> you awful man. <laughs> this is before the explosion of escape rooms. There were other singular type attractions like that before us. Trapped, what Trapped did was it proved you could do it on a large scale Mm -hmm. where you're funneling thousands of people through a night through these carefully orchestrated locked doors and and, um, 
uh, tasks that you have to do. Uh, and it culminated in, in Trapped Year 3. It was the last, We did it for three years. The third year was my baby, me and Gus, the guy that you met earlier. We sat down and said, let's make the ultimate Halloween attraction unlike anything we've ever done before. There were no ghosts, no goblins. It was all designed to really mess with you. Um, we we had people lose their and you had to pay extra for it. It was sixty dollars extra above the ticket price for a group of six to go in. And if you didn't like if you didn't like what was happening, you you had a safe word. Oh, weird. Oh, if you crazy. said boysenberry, the attraction ended and you were escorted out. And I'm you, you and all your party. Everybody's out. Yeah, yeah. so you are not a friend at the end of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. Oh, it's ruined for everybody. Yeah, see, I'm naive. I thought no one would ever use it. I'm very cheap, right? I'm very... I, if I spend $60 and it means getting hit on the head, I'm getting hit on the head, okay? Because I've paid for it. So the idea that somebody would come in and use the safe word totally alien to me and but when they started people would use it, i go really hmm. you 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 I, i'd go meet them personally you guys want out oh we have to get out of here now there's no refunds we know we just went out <laughs> okay cool hey it really works this thing really works <laughs> you know um we learned a lot of lessons and the other lesson we learned is that People want to have these interactive attractions up to a certain point. <laughs> like in Trapped Year 3, you had to figure out how to get yourself out of handcuffs. You had to assemble a corpse to get a key from a clown. You had to <laughs> face... Absolutely not. Yeah, right. You had to face a guy in a dress who eventually would put you under a bed a real bed that would then would open up behind and slide you into the next room. Like we did stuff that was crazy. It culminated in you had to drink urine. <laughs> Hang on. Oh boy. We had a room that smelled of urine, was filled with jars of fake urine, and we would serve you apple juice with vinegar and salt served warm. <laughs> no. And oh, people I mean, would, I'm glad it's not real urine, but that in and of itself is It's uh, psychological. Oh, my right? wife almost puked, yeah. Yeah. She oh, like almost lost her teeth all the time. We had, yeah. yeah. But you drank the urine, Doug? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah, you drank that urine. Everybody would do these tasks up until the last task. And the last task was there was a girl that you kept meeting in the maze who was lost. She had a Knott's Berry Farm guest sticker on her. And she's like, I've, I can't find my boyfriend. I, and she'd go another way. And as soon as she went through a door, it locked behind her. Now, she's in on it. But people bought it hook, line, and sinker that she was real. Wow. So at the end of the maze, she's in a noose. And you get to pull the lever to hang her. <laughs> and I thought, this is great. People are going to love this. <laughs> because it's not passive anymore. Uh -huh. You're the bad guy. You're the villain. You're I'm Will the, Smith I'm, and I am legend, right? <laughs> You're not the hero anymore. I'm the scaricter. Yeah. And uh, was very ballsy of you guys, though, to set that all in Independence Hall. <laughs> 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 very... <laughs> 
confused. I'm surprised you didn't get more flack from that. Yeah. Well, it was a period piece. Okay. So Fair. that means because all the girls were, is so all the, all the girls were bitchy. Um, <laughs> all right. There we go. Oh, oh, right. did I find the line? Easy. I'm on the line. Okay. So we had an, a lot of people that are either boysenberry or simply refuse to do it. <laughs> right. So it didn't matter what the outcome was. Somebody would pull the one of our people or would pull the lever and I mean it was very graphic you went through it Doug it was very graphic and it felt like this is the end right and then the curtain would open and then we have enough nooses for your whole party (laughs) (laughs) so you get up there on a platform there's a black cloth over your head there's a weighted noose on your head (laughs) the music builds and then the floor drops and we actually had people Wet, piss themselves, yeah. wet themselves. Piss themselves. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, what? wait, then what? <laughs> and then they, the so end of the way, story wait. isn't then they're dead. <laughs> so, what mazes are we walking through? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to cross one off the list. And the biggest, the biggest compliment I got, and Doug knows where I'm going with this, is we sent Doug and team through with an audio recorder to record it because we didn't allow any cameras in the maze. We didn't want to spoil it for anybody that was going to pay the money for it. And, uh, Doug goes through the recorder and he had gone through the first two incarnations of the maze. The first incarnation was about 17 minutes. The second one, not so good at about seven minutes, really short. So I said, we're going above and beyond. We're going to give the guests at least 20 minutes, maybe 25, (laughs) which if you're under that, because the maze wasn't about terror. It was about stress. We were putting you under duress. You were very stressed out trying to figure out what they wanted from you to get to the next room. And there were people yelling at you and you would have a success. And the very next room, there would be like a success is they hand you the keys. You've done it. Here's your keys. The next room is you're not getting out to you. Give me your keys. And the next room is we need the keys. Where's the key? And it was very designed. A literal nightmare. It was to, it was a nightmare of anybody who like, we, we stressed people out until they said boysenberry, right? So Doug goes through and I'm, I get out. I'm waiting for him at the end, like Mr. Rourke. How, how was it? You know, how did you enjoy? And Doug goes, uh, Jeff, we got a problem here, man. I'm like, Doug, what's what's the problem? You said it was going to be like 20 minutes, and it wasn't. It was like 10 minutes, and we're what do we do? I go, Doug, what are you talking about? He goes, we were in there like 10 minutes. I said, Doug, you were in there like 35 minutes. No, we weren't. I said, you were. I said, check the tape, like in contact, check the tape. And it was, and it confirmed you were in there for 32 minutes, 32 minutes. Yeah. So it was so stressful. You were thinking like it was just so the time. It was so intense. It was just so tense. It was so um, engaging, and it just seemed like it like everything was so impactful that whole moment that I, it just it just flew by. It just flew by. And then when we got out, yeah, I thought it was like a ten minutes. I'm like, this is I can't lie to my audience, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what to, to tell them. Uh, and then yeah, he was really concerned, and I just didn't understand. I'm like, because I'm watching, we you know, like Jurassic Park. We have all the monitors of the maze. <laughs> Yeah. They're entering the pedophile paddock. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? So, like, I, I watched the whole time. I, I, I'm timing it. So it was really, it was the ultimate compliment. The ultimate compliment. So, wow. you know, long story endless. I've had amazing adventures at Scary Farm, and the weird part now is with we have new creative teams in in place that I'm a part of. It seems like the best is yet to be, mm-hmm. and that all the successes that we've had in the past are just 
just the tip of the iceberg because we have people now that are telling us, think outside the box. Find new ways to scare people. Find new ways, like he said, to engage people. And that's where the future is going to be. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. And the team that I'm part of is just amazing because we have these think tank meetings where it's like nothing's off the table. No no idea is too crazy, you know. And I'm like, I've been thinking about Scary Farm my whole life. You know, I, I first went in 88 when I was 16. So I'm ready, man. There were ideas in the first year that I said, you're going to let us do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Really? Yeah. Because at the finale of first year, we actually got morgue drawers. And we oh. pulled them out and put people in them and mm. closed you up in a morgue drawer. This <laughs> is beyond and, and the pale. And a casket. And, and a casket. claustrophobic man got pegged to get into the casket. Oh, wow. And you yeah. went to, how, like, what, wouldn't that have been, did, would, oh. that didn't trigger you? Uh, oh, no, I, I felt I felt the boysenberry in the back of my head. <laughs> it, was, it was starting to move before. And But Jeff was with us, and we were actually recording. I'm like, I can't. You can't boysenberry out. I can't out push here, out. Yeah. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, uh, when I'm recording, but like I was Not saying for earlier, content. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah, got to yeah, have no. that content. How long did I lay in that coffin? Oh, three for? or four long minutes in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed, there's, a, there's, there's a side that you find out on the side that you can actually get out of oh, that coffin. There's, uh-huh. a, there's a. I just laid there for like four minutes straight. Jeff opened it up twice, going, oh, "Dude, still in get there. out of here!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I couldn't move, yeah. and, he, and then finally Jeff opens up. He goes, "Doug." It's good to the left. <laughs> and he closes it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then what was really cool I is did it. You, know, you, you guys would be a puddle at the end. Oh, because yeah. Oh, yeah. At the beginning, were, probably. You were let out to the arcade where there's a big sign that says, I survived trap. Yes. And there's a, a guy taking a hey, souvenir photo, everybody. There's people playing video games. The maze is over. Except you're still in the maze. Mm-hmm. So when he takes the picture, all the lights go out, and the people playing video games turn around, and they're in on it too. Oh, it was fantastic! <laughs> Whoa, there were so many times I was like, I can't believe we get, they get to do this, <laughs> right? I just, this is great. Jeez. Yeah. Well, this is all crazy. But if I could pitch you an idea that is like the ultimate, like you know, just fear psychological stress test, if you could create an experience where somebody had to complete a four course meal at a <laughs> colonial themed restaurant um, in 15 minutes in, on the way to the airport yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And people are yelling at you uh-huh. you have to you're getting alerts about your plane well, you red laugh, pudding is coming isn't that one of the sequences in seven, seven I mean yeah. isn't that <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate order. It would have to be an upcharge. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. $40. Oh, yeah. Totally. Now, were so. you on a raised, like, dais, or just, just at a table? Because in uh, my head, you're, like, on display. On display. No, no. It was a tiny table. <laughs> yeah, no. That's how it felt like I was, <laughs> exactly. was watching me. But, no, it was a tiny table uh, in a crammed, uh, old-timey hole. Of some, like, <laughs> Have you ever I, seen I that? when we talked about this. This was, if you missed this, this is a previous of uh, Mike's. Uh, Disney World nightmare. Uh, yeah, I had I ate an all you can eat meal for four, and also like because I was waited forty five minutes, I forgot to say I had to get the table also, so that cut down my time. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, 
other like, wrinkle at to the it. door. The Rabinowitz family from Michigan is like, is that guy by himself? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're like, we're waiting his, for a table. Where is that older man's children? <laughs> Doesn't he? Where are they? But you were totally right when you said if somebody did that here in California, we wouldn't bat an eyelash. No. Yeah. No. We'd assume he was a blogger of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a podcaster. We just automatically backpack. assume it's content for something that nobody would really do that by themselves. No one enjoys themselves in this state. We're all just no. making content. Never, welcome to California. Uh, um, What's well, up, guys? <laughs> uh, uh, well, Jeff, thanks, thanks so much for being here and for uh, sharing all this info uh, uh, all about all the, the uh, nightmares. Yeah, check out Knots.com. There's a Scary Farm link there. Go on any social media and put in hashtag Scary Farm, and you can see thousands of pictures of people being terrorized. <laughs> what, Fantastic. What, what a dream. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it brings a oh, tear man. to my eyes. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I've ever wanted. Um, well, yeah. Well, th- thanks so much for for having us and uh, uh, Doug and Robert. Thanks, thanks for being here. You, you oh, all survived you. podcast the ride, which, uh, uh, but not the audience yet because they oh. aren't done. We have more to, to say. So we're gonna take it back to us in the studio with the magic transporting safe word boysenberry. Oh, <laughs> boysenberry. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Past us and past. Doug, Robert, and Jeff. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was also yeah. that was a little undersold. They were you heard them chiming in a little bit. Our our friends now from the season pass podcast. So that's um, a, I mean that's a pretty good history. There's a lot of history there of like knots and I honestly I didn't realize that all of like all of the influence knots has had just on Halloween in general and like yeah. expanding and how long Halloween lasts at these places and yeah knots knots an innovator in a lot of ways that I don't think people always realize. But I, I don't certainly think didn't. so. And we. Now we've talked about Knott's Berry Farm before, and we've talked about the uh, the the mine ride and the and the log flume yes. over there. And uh, uh, but uh, Jason had not been on these rides, and it was a pleasure last night to go on these to watch you go on these rides for the first time. And there is so much undeniable influence on other rides uh, on Disney rides it, in all of those I like was super crucial uh, absolutely delighted by yeah. the Calico uh, Mine Train and the Timber Mountain Log Ride so Halloween Hootenanny Edition yes yeah uh, oh wait did you guys write down the details of who the like what was added to the the, the Timber Mountain well um, I I mean th- I have the stuff burned in my mind okay. uh, there was a Frankenstein there uh, because this is a, there was a sign on the outside that says like that there's a band because it's a Halloween hootenanny that there is a band playing and I don't yeah. remember offhand the name of the band. I looked it was we we come around that corner so fast on the thing because I, I that's what I was looking I was looking at the drum head okay. and I was like what's the name of the, ah we're gone yeah uh, I wish I knew offhand I but, but there was, was a Frankenstein the there was an alien. Yeah, like, a couple of aliens. A cute little gray alien. And then my favorite thing, at some point, there's an animatronic bear who looks right at your log and goes, trick or treat. <laughs> yes, that, that was so ruled. good. And I didn't know it was coming. He kind of talks right at you. Yeah. So it, exciting. It was so delightful. And uh, also, that log ride goes so fast. Like, we yeah, go so well, we, fast. Hey, we, that was a log of five. There were that was five the three podcasts, right, guys? <laughs> and four season full pass. size adults and one Jason sized adult in that log. Sitting like, in zipping, my lap. Sitting in Scott's lap. Imagine that, listeners. The delight, uh, the delight of that. was in my lap, Doug 
was in Robert's lap. We were all this. That was the ultimate crossover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of uh, groins. Of groins. Uh, yeah, and then the final drop, like you are, you like don't see it until you're doing it. There's a little bit of a bump there that almost launched me out of the lo- like, log. Launched yeah, you said, me like, up oh, a little. Jeez. Yeah. yeah you, uh, so you, ex- I was in the back of the log, and I heard you heard you exclaim because I don't think you realized it was such a big drop. Uh, no, I got like, or was it the bump you were reacting to? I see. Like maybe it was cause I was the first one. Like I really felt it, but like nice. it felt perfectly safe. It was just startling out of nowhere. They're also like blasting a strobe light at you. That was an interesting thing about, I'd done the ride during the day. I didn't know how they modified it, uh, for Halloween. And it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I was expecting characters the whole I was time. Too. And well, they, they did haven't not come. passed, have had them. Apparently. Mm-hmm. So maybe but, not now after I, the first minute i was like mm, seems like it's just gonna be a delightful band friends so mm-hmm. uh, i like this i think what happens because i've watched video with this characters the actual human beings and the thing is these these rides were not built for that so the only place they can put humans is in all are in all the exit like hallways <laughs> so it's like you can see where all the actors are coming there's no way to get like a really genuine scare out of people because they can't have to let be them pretty, get too close to the water because right, they're gonna yeah. fall in the water they're like there's no it's really kind of pointless they tried it i think and i think it seems like what's really the point of this so yeah. like maybe they I think, retire they have best characters uh, best used in other places right, like got, everywhere in the park everywhere in the darkness yelling uh, at you through the fog going scraping the, the ground scraping the ground we learned that oh. they have metal on their knee pads and on their boots to like make these horrifying scraping sounds yeah. i guess got the name of the band for you here mm-hmm. the calico coffin creepers <laughs> delightful yay so that's like delightful. the name of what would play a monster mash type yep. song a novelty song so in the 60s the mind train too also like i think robert pointed this out like this ride is grandfather because you are so close to the walls and ceiling yeah he was like, just touching yeah. the he was wall. just because t- it's so and i was just the lighting in there and the this the number of of animatronics and just the scope of like this giant oh, yeah. like it is truly incredible that primary like so there's a kind of a room that you pass through on several in several different ways and several different layers this main uh, big mine scene with so many animatronics a jaw dropping amount of animatronics and i was saying to jason it reminded me a lot of the main room in the indiana jones adventure because yeah. you get you you pass through it this way and then weave into another place but then you're back in the main room but you're lower now and uh you could and it and obviously an influence on big thunder and obviously the the log flume of an influence on splash mountain there's just so much disney dna there which i'm sure tony baxter would tell you um so i don't yeah if i feel like there are a lot of theme park fans who have never taken the time to go to knots and you mm-hmm. you there's you can get a lot out of it but uh, yeah. you could there's a lot to appreciate there um those two rides are really great um and so yeah as we were saying before though uh earlier we toured two mazes with the lights on yes much like you do with stranger things and those are the two new mazes uh one's called dark entities and the other is called the depths mm-hmm. yeah um let's talk about those so let's talk about those real quick the depths uh, is a uh it's aquatic themed you end up facing a sea monster kind of a kraken thing yeah there's yeah, a, a bunch big... of miners unearth uh, an ancient evil oh <laughs> a that's fish based ancient ancient evil yeah, even yeah. though it's a mine yeah it's fish yeah. it's fish it's based. a seaside town that's right and you entered the lighting effects weren't up and going for us but you enter like a you enter a shaft 
uh, like an elevator shaft mm-hmm. and you're supposed to recreate d- the effect that you're leaving and going into a different room. We didn't do that. I don't have that working. Oh, okay. So we just walked. <laughs> we just walked through all fine. Obviously all fine with me. Lights on. Lights sounds on. Great. No scare actors. Cause no. I remember we're, so we're walking through this in my brain and I'm sure it's similar to your guys is, Oh, you're like, Oh, I'm imagining now walking through this with people jumping out and I'm trying to remember things. I'm trying to remember, yeah. oh, this looks like a little cubby hole for a human to jump out at me. And they're also showing us fun stuff. First of all, it is very cool. It's cool to see the effects. They have these big practical monsters. They have also, oh, spoiler alert, I guess if you're going to knots, uh, they have, yeah, as we we're saying, a giant octopus. They have this like, I'm trying to remember, maybe that's actually the other maze. They had that. No, that's the other maze. There was an alien head that pops through like a window at you. Oh, this had like fish. This had uh, like fish monsters. And yeah, you could go, it could show up at any one of three windows. So people wouldn't know where it was coming. Yeah. And so, and and there's a shark, there's a crazy shark at the end. Yeah. It's really bloody and like is giant. Like it's very uh, cool. Dozens and dozens of people. Um, And then there's, so, so we're going through the depths and there, I'm trying to really keep a mental note of the scares for later. Like, cause I'm like, I'm going to have to do this later. You want to outsmart it and I'm going to outsmart it. And, and the one thing that was disconcerting or the one thing that I thought I was not going to be able to do was that they explained there was this one room and that later it, there's going to be laser and fog, which is going to make it feel like, or at least look like you're walking through water. And yep. they were like, there's going to be actors under the fog and oh, lasers. Right. And I was like, oh shit. And it is legit. I was like, that sounds awesome. Oh my God, I don't want to deal with this Mm -hmm. because that's terrifying. And I don't like people. I can deal with, I think, the people coming from the left or right. I go, but I don't want top or bottom scares. That sucks. But I was like, okay, so you got to remember they're going to be like walking on the ground when you're here later. So we did that. And then we did. um, Wait, what's the wood? Then did you do it? What is that? Does that factor into the later story? Well, yes, I did it. I I did it, and well, I'll I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that. There's a little more of an arc, you know. I'm trying to build a very uh, hero's journey, really, of me getting to go uh, (laughs) to the depths. So then we did dark entities, and it's like a very aliens uh, type maze and then yeah. we're still going through the previews and that was very cool because there's robots they build a robot or two robots really and they're like old school 50s robots and there's a giant alien at the end of it and again i'm like okay remember the alien is here at the end he's gonna be moving uh, it's a giant puppet like giant huge pu- yeah crazy effect. i was kind of blown away that that even existed at knots because i was like this seems i don't know i don't know why i just didn't expect giant puppets yeah those everything we saw in that avenue was so impressive yes. and again this is made for like less than two months of yeah. the attraction like and knots i thought this was really clever uh the big not billboard outside of knots they listed this year they listed all the dates it was running and when a date like a day ended like you would write on a physical calendar they put a slash through it so like yes. you, if you were driving by you know like there's only, only 15 days yeah. left, there's only 10 days left mm. um, um so yeah so we so we did those two and it legit we got to walk through with one of the lead designers i think the guy from dark entities and you can hear again all this on season pass where there's a live walkthrough of us doing this so go over there if you want more details about us walking through a thing uh, and my concern about what the uh, national labor relations board jason would have to runner. say about all jason is a good runner yeah there's a theme of you like 
throwing people off all day at knots yesterday <laughs> they weren't prepped for the wit and wisdom <laughs> this little this, but with this jo- like don't make it schemester. sound like i'm just trying to derail stuff with no, like I know. funny funny good jokes I didn't let's say, let the listener decide yeah, that. all right <laughs> fair, hey you know what fair enough <laughs> the season pass people like the listeners of the season pass might be more serious theme park fans so they're like who is this guy and what does he think he's doing well we're we will be the bug main of their podcast yeah. <laughs> we're the same ratio right. shocking uh i tried to go back and forth between jokes and then like a question i thought might be legitimate yeah um so yeah we'll see how that comes jason out jason did that but too look i know i'm just <laughs> being f- silly i guess i'll say here now that mm-hmm. we went out for drinks for my birthday the night before oh yes and, good, good. Uh, this is good context yes yeah so uh, if you'll recall um the i believe it's the small world episode from last year a similar thing happened where uh i was in a bad way oh yeah uh, that was after your birthday too wasn't yes it? that's yes. right uh uh-huh. so um i you know i had some french fries at portillo's and i drank a lot of water and i sort of perked up once i was on microphone uh and but and and just did a marathon because for you were, hours and hours you were very concerned before this you're like oh it's gonna be a probably a long day at knots like my birthday's the night before i better take it easy there was a whole like discussion about it and then when we were talking at your birthday it was your birthday was very nice very low-key no, nothing wild yeah. the thing the clo- place closed at, at midnight and then like we hadn't talked for maybe 45 minutes and i was talking to other people there are and then it closed down and you walked over and i went oh shit he's really drunk and like you like you you were like and as mike as always the arbiter of very drunk no <laughs> yes I, you weren't as drunk fine. as scott is any given night <laughs> all all the time. Time. I, I lost track of time it was i lost track time i at some point in the evening i was like oh i close at midnight we got lots of time and then the more drinks i had i was like i oh, time is moving weird and also like that night there was like lightning strikes <laughs> going weird. on and like rain yeah. going so you like, were great t- I, like I, yeah i was just i wouldn't have been concerned other than i knew that tomorrow was a long day I but you know I'm a professional I showed it up ready to work I know I, I know I, I did it I texted you uh, in the morning I was a little worried that I was gonna have to wake you up and you were like I am showered oh can I read the texts you sent me at night oh yeah I guess I sent Mike some very uh, <laughs> you know I just want to say texts. I love you guys so much and I'm afraid to say it to Scott sometimes but like I just think he's the best and uh, haven't I complimented you enough like <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently not. I guess Apparently not. not. I called Scott an alcoholic, and I, I, I had like I was that really that is that used up all my energy of like I'm going to text Michael and I'm going to text my I friend te- Lorraine who gave me a ride home. I should also say I uh, while walking up the driveway to get home, <laughs> I ate it very hard i really <laughs> attacked the ground and have a large uh yeah. scabbing gash on my arm and my right thigh is still occasionally in pain <laughs> um so uh, i'm going Happy in birthday hot. to you uh so, so it, i was ill saturday morning i texted uh, you in and out in and out of sleep on the drive down to knots yes you've nodded off we were driving nodded down off a couple of times you were closing your eyes i was like you asleep and you're like i'll be fine uh, okay. As we're listening to the new Elvis Costello album, yeah. which to me sound I just chalk up to being dream music now. Like, 
<laughs> you made it up. There is no L. There is no L. Yeah. All right. So this is the text. I, I texted you at like 1 a.m. And I said, did you make it inside? And you said, yes, I'm good, period. Thank you for your concerning. Which reminded me of like the tiny puppet tiny style. Puppet style. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your concerning. Yeah. And then you said, this is just a, a demand or a command. You're driving to knots. I'm still collecting myself, but I'll be good. To, but I'll be good to go once I have a live mic. <laughs> and that was Jack was right. Like Put me on and I shine. <laughs> I it was a little difficult getting out of the house and into a lift to your house. Yeah, you ended uh, up taking a lift. <laughs> I still had the dizzies when I woke up. So, oh the dizzies. Anyway, oh, dizzies. I, only, I do this like twice a year. <laughs> no, like this I, is not. I'm not like a Scott Gear. You don't have like a problem like Scott does. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. With my full bottle of wine each night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's where you're coming from. So uh, coming in hot. So yeah, so we do these two mazes, and then we go and do what felt like uh, six hours of interviews. Um, so then they're like, they're basically saying, then you're going to get to go out in the park, and we're they're going to give you like this is great. Like we're getting wristbands that are front of the line wristbands. They're like so nice to do this uh, for these guys, and then for them to invite us. Mm-hmm. So we go out in into the park and immediately we go to one of the mazes we at first the plan was kind of like maybe we have a drink maybe we have a beer uh and then that eases us into it but it was like you know an what acceptable the, amount of an acceptable <laughs> amount one or two that's the way to drink but logistically that did not really work oh like yeah. to drink before we went into the park mm-hmm yeah, what do you mean? Just yeah, we well, just, we were we backstage and we had to go to our cars and and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, yeah. So we so they uh, I think Jeff was like, well, the zombie one is right here. You may as well go right here to the zombie one. Yes. The only way reason I got on, I was going to try to slip off. Right. Out of so anything. Scott was the one I was like, he's going to peel off. He's been telegraphing it all day. <laughs> Jason told me I will do one or two earlier. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, Scott is going to leave quickly. Jason is going to stay with for one or two and- maybe. But then I don't know how he's going to get back because I drove him. So he has to go with Scott if he's going to leave. I I felt uh, more kind of when they're like, oh, we'll go to the zombie maze first. In that one, you are given a gun. Uh, Yes, you have recourse. They lunge at you. You shoot a target and it'll fall back. And I'm like that. I am into that. Although some of those zombies did not have targets. So they just kept coming regardless. Uh, So it was like it was more of a maze. I actually thought it was going to be more of a game. Mm-hmm. It was, but it seemed like just a maze with a gun. Pretty much. And I didn't even check my score at the end. I forgot that was a thing to be done. Somebody said I had nine kills, but yeah, I, I like for eight. sure shot a lot of the people on our side. So I should have had more yeah, kills. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess they I only was just count. Shooting. I was yeah, just every which way. And here's what I... So I yeah, it's probably been a very long time since I've done anything similar to similar to a horror maze. And what I... I was, I was pleased that I never went like, ah! I didn't like shriek. <laughs> But what I what I decided to do, kind of inspired by that, now I've I've been doing Splash Mountain, and I did that log flume last mm-hmm. night, and I did uh, uh, Incredible Coaster, and I think I was I, I had described uh, previously that launch coasters like I get there's like this weird shortness of breath or something that happens, and I realized oh the way to overcome that is to like kind of project and yell, and maybe that's how I get over it. Right. I I, I f- combat that by just letting a big sound out. And I decided to employ that 
in this maze. So at every possible turn of a scare, I was just going, no, 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 no. And that, I, that did it for me. It yeah. made me feel like a, I felt like a dog who is a little scared, but trying to going overboard to prove that, no, I own this. Right. This is my territory. I was doing I I don't I was sort of doing a similar thing and I sort of settled into a rhythm of it later um, where it did feel like that you can kind of like take ownership of the of the situation a little bit or like you're not you're not a victim you're gonna come so I was like kind of commenting I was like sort of trying to be a little funny and then like when Robert would get scared legitimately I'd be like yeah take that Robert like I would I would say stuff like that and like try to make Douglas so I'm trying to distract myself you to some degree you're shaming our new well, friends I was, it was such good natured it was good natured like the alcoholic joke you know <laughs> yeah. I wasn't being serious I didn't really want to see my new friend Robert get scared you know I'm just razzing you're I'm just riff, breaking you're balls and that's what we do yeah. on podcasts the ride you guys we break each other's balls like the cellar like right the cellar. like the cellar exactly like, like the, the dirty exactly table like the great yeah. place the cellar yeah. the great, we all did a set last night after, so after we um, um, so we did this thing but and, uh, to contextualize like scott was saying how he reacted to this stuff when we were backstage a uh, scare actor um we were all going to the bathroom and uh, I was waiting outside and a scare actor went into the bathroom without his mask on. And when we was coming out, he had the mask on and I had looked away and I looked up and was startled uh, by this monster coming out of a bathroom. It was fully lit like backstage. And fully too. lit office office building. So and a monster casually walking out of a stall scared you. So you yeah. know that the actual and, when they're yeah. jumping and banging on a wall. Yeah. And we were look, there was people we saw monsters on their lunch break like we saw the people yes behind the scenes like, i wasn't afraid i wasn't afraid of a monster eating I, a sandwich that was great i love that i love seeing monsters eating under a tent and i yeah. think i've said this on the show before one of my favorite comic-con memories is seeing the flash villain captain cold going to the bathroom <laughs> like in a big parka going to the bathroom at comic-con like, yeah. i love that um so yeah so so we went on, so we went through the zombie thing. It was called it's called Special Ops Infected, and there's a cool part where you go through like a kind of a subway car, which stressed me out because it's closer quarters than the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so bad. Um, so we get out of there, and my first feeling about it wasn't because I was hoping I was going to go through it and go not so bad you like this now i was hoping that was what was mm-hmm. going to happen and it wasn't really it was more what you're describing where i was like I, do i need this do i mean it's like i like the subway car part but like I, the game wasn't that fun it wasn't that mm-hmm. satisfying to blow away zombies because it's like they're humans and they're trying to pretend but they're not going to fling themselves against walls over and over again so like we got out of there and i was like ah, okay i don't know i want to do more but i i had the same feeling of like why do i need this necessarily but then then we said let's go get a drink we sat down at a i don't know what restaurant it was but it had a giant two giant pictures of, of mr and mrs not on the wall of which walter i love cordelia walter and cordelia <laughs> the wall. regular pictures their eyes did not follow you anywhere. <laughs> right no. so we did that and then we went on those two dark rides that we mentioned yeah um and at that point we got the peace we out. Got tapped out my Jason two co-hosts and Mike tapped out 
because as I we were in line for uh, uh, we all had one beer. Some some people got back in line for had two, and I leaned over to Mike and went, "I think I'm crashing. I have the shivers. Like when I start to get <laughs> real shivers. tired, I start to like you had the dizzies early. I had the dizzies. I had the shivers. Sometimes this happens after comedy where it's just like, oh, the 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 adrenaline is wearing off, and I am crashing. And like certainly after hours of podcasting when sure, i was I mean, not at 100 percent, and then being scared i mean we went through scare zones i didn't know they were so dark but then it's also very crowded but the scare actors get in between the crowds but there's also a lot of teens there doing teen bits and i'm like is that a teen goofing or is that a ghoulie or a you, goblin so i was you clutched my arm at one I point clutched, legit. oh that's that right is, that was adorable that is anytime i've had to go through a haunted house like i think i did that there was like a haunted house at like a school dance once and i was like clutching the arm of like I, look, a I, teacher or a friend like it was embarrassing i went in the house of horrors a couple years ago i told it on the show with my friend with my friend at universal before they got rid of it obviously um and i was just embarrassing i was dodging and yeah. making weird noises and especially when i was a kid and we went i went through like a very mild version of it and it was just i couldn't i couldn't deal with it yeah so i get what you're saying and they have these they were telling us that they have like metal on their shin like or their knee pads and their shoes to make like louder noises yeah, so and, they're encouraged to slide and make these yeah and it's it's blood curdling sounds but it's yeah. hard, it was it's kind of hard to tell where it's coming from but it's very unnerving and and mm-hmm. they'll just pop up at you i that didn't bother me so much as, as or uh, that actually didn't bother me as much as i thought it would because there's so many people around and even though there's like a giant scary masked person like it's not close quarters the close quarters i think is the thing that especially freaks me out about it sure so like that i didn't mind as much so we get on those those two rides and i will say that i was i was feeling what you're saying i was tired and the first maze didn't do much for me but when we went on those two dark rides and the lighting that's a really nice beautiful cool looking piece of uh, real estate all of the uh, uh that the, whole area the whole area, area is so yeah. great and after we got off the log ride i was feeling very good again and i felt really like we gotta i gotta do it so you guys yeah. so we tapped out, out there, especially out. once once they reminded us like oh yeah don't forget this park has multiple entrances and x like you can go out the back right right around right. the corner and we're like great because that part of the park has a lot of attractions so there's yes. not a lot of scares back there because they need to get people on and off those yeah, attractions. we didn't see anybody on the way they didn't see anyone right uh, yep so we some yeah some zones don't have much and then we went through a zone later and it was like clowns everywhere (laughs) and like there was not many there were not many people around we almost went on hang time the roller coaster wow we almost did it but i was so we were sort of running out of time and i I had to come back at a certain point i couldn't be a hero all night i want to go back down i want to do a full day there and get the full experience i I mean hang time seems cool i would i I'm so psyched to do those rides right. again. Not so, Mary Farm is coming yes. up, which again, that just sounds and delightful. We should tease it at the end, but we will be back for the Boys and Berry Festival. I think we can <laughs> yeah. confirm this what now. A tease that is going to be very exciting, to listeners. But we will be back for Knott's Berry Farms. Everybody's Boys and got Berry everybody's got the shivers so, at home now <laughs> and the dizzies and the dizzies. Uh, so the next thing, so Doug is like, you got to go on dark ride. You got to go on dark ride maze. And I was like, okay, because at first it sounded like we were going to just do the other two mazes and then go home because that's sort of what we were discussing. Doug's like, you know, you got to do Dark Ride. It's like an old carnival that's shut down. And I was like, okay. So we go in Dark Ride and there's a lot of clowns on Dark Ride. And we go through Dark Ride and 
I'm still feeling the same way I was feeling about the zombie one where it's like, I don't know, people are jumping and you get to the last room and there's a big kind of clown, almost like Joker style, like, you know, an old carnival that's been converted into the lair. And I remember going, okay, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this. And it's again, open air, which is, I think a big deal, like not feeling like you're like claustrophobic. So we left that. We then, it's clear like Doug is trying to very, and Doug is a very nice man, but he's trying to get me to go on all of them. And then I'm like, okay, you know, you you can do this. You can, it's fine. You made it through two. We go into Shadowlands and Shadowlands here. I'll show you the art of it. Cool. It's kind of cool. Like, oh yeah, it's a whole different, it's like a samurai, samurai? motif. Yeah. And it's like, ah, there's like zombie geishas and like guys with big swords and we're getting better. I'm get, I can feel get, I'm getting better on it. So I'm walking through and I'm like, oh, this is cool. The art direction's kind of cool. And there's some like interesting things. And I actually kind of look at a person that's trying to scare me for, for the first time, <laughs> as opposed to like darting my, like, ah, I don't want to even look at what you're doing. And then you start to be like, okay, maybe I'll just look at the actor and go, oh yeah, you're like 28. Like I can like maybe that and then it'll start. So I'm I'm starting the wheels of motion now. I don't fully love Shadowlands. I'm not fully like enjoying it, but I'm like I can feel it getting better. So we go over to I'm, I I forget the order. We go and do the depths, mm-hmm. yes. which we went to which earlier. We saw it in the day, and we went through it, and I knew where all the scares were, which was good, very good. And we get to that room with the with the, what I was saying with the water and the mm-hmm. lasers to make it look like you're walking through water, and I see there's just hands coming up Ugh. through the fog. No, no, hands come. And the thing is, though, once I got through the room, I was like, okay, yeah, no one's gonna grab you because they can't. They can't. Yeah. So once I got through the room, I was like, like, it, by, by the way. That's the first, maybe the first time where I was clear-headed enough to be like, this is awesome. Like, it is a truly very cool visual thing. There's, like, weird hands, like, fishy hands coming up through the through the, the water. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So then we go into dark entities. And dark entities, we saw with the lights on. Dark entities with the lights off is awesome awesome okay like the lights because the, they were saying there's twelve thousand. Yeah. like it's like quadruple the amount of lights they have in a normal maze mm. so it looks like an alien ship and the robot is working the mm. robot is talking i walk in there and i feel the first time in these mazes i feel some joy coming <laughs> from <laughs> like my brain for the first not that i didn't like appreciate the lad the depths because i was like the depths is cool i like the effects of ship rocks i get on dark entities and i go this is cool so the robot there's this 50s style robot and you see another version of it later and we walk through there and i was like this is awesome this legit and it's there were still scares i still was like oh like a lot of times but then I'm like, okay, I got this. Yeah, you're doing it. And then it's like this feeling of like riding a bike or something. Like I'm like, I think maybe I'm good and maybe this is good now. So then the last one we did was, let me see, it's called Paranormal Inc. And again, this is spoilers for if you want to go. Um, and it's very much like paranormal activity, like uh, like hospital with people that are tortured by ghosts or whatever. So they have a whole pre-show now. So this is the final thing I did. This is the final thing we did. Uh, they have a whole pre-show of like a fake show that's a paranormal investigation show. So now it's even more like a theme park ride. They have a pre-show video. Oh, I should mention too, there were like video displays in that 
alien ship too with clearly like people Steam that work there just for that yeah. and all that stuff is very cool and makes you feel very it makes it so much more immersive so let me go to paranormal inc and there's a whole pre-show with like a, a girl who's showing like i'm on this show and i'm talking to this and that's very fun and then something goes wrong and like ghost so so robert i think goes hey look up there so i look up there and there's a really cool video effect of like a girl appearing in this glass and all of a sudden the girl breaks through the glass and on a wire she shoots across the ceiling oh. and i was like whoa and i wasn't it wasn't it was far enough away where i wasn't like scared i was like this is awesome so then we went through this paranormal which is like you're going through an asylum and i'm sure i'm leaving out so many details uh, you can look at all these on youtube um but the coolest thing I think that was that the last, so you're going through the hospital, people are scaring you, you're going through like people in hospital beds and stuff. The last section is a long corridor in a hospital and it flashes back and forth somehow. I do not know how it, how they do it. You'll be walking down a regular hallway and then a flash of light and a noise and it's like you see through the walls and it's hell ah. and there's monsters there's a giant monster and then the flash happens again and you're back in a normal hallway and i was Whoa. like holy shit <laughs> like i and like that was legit is cool of a, an effect on any ride that i ever see like any like wow, seeing really? like shanghai pirates where he captain jack turns into a skeleton or something stuff like that huh. legit i was like i don't know how this is happening i'm in the middle of this this is awesome so like we left on a high note and i truly felt so it's so embarrassing how triumphant i felt <laughs> sure, from doing yeah. six mazes and then i do think they were stacked almost in the perfect way to like the stuff that i would really be like interested like i love alien shit and like and then ending with probably maybe the most most spectacular of all the illusions in all these mazes and then by then you could just appreciate that aspect of it and not be freaked out and yes yeah, so like i kind of I, I that's why i'm saying like i would like i probably will try to go to horror nights before the season's over i kind of wouldn't mind going back to knots and doing because we we did a lot of podcasting but it would be kind of fun now to go back and just do the night and have a good have a good time with it so I yeah it was great honestly by the end I was like these are great I don't know if I love those first few as much but yeah so go to knots if you're around it's fun there's a lot of teens you know there's some of that but I I, I I'm in I'm a haunt guy <laughs> yeah. now the, the biggest fear still is the presence well, of, of teens but uh, well, besides that and I just I mean they we get into this a little on the season pass podcast but it is not is like essentially a na they refer to it as a neighborhood park because yeah. there's like houses so close right and it it is uh, very intimate very small and you know they have talked about like oh we have to get creative because we don't have like the insane budgets that like mm -hmm. Disney and Universal do but they've got very cool people working there and they do have some money and it, it, there is some like very yeah. cool stuff going uh, on the down there. The paranormal, especially that one, and that one's the most popular for that reason, I would assume, but like yeah. the money went in, into that and like there is, yeah, they are still pulling stuff off there that like you would think uh, a place with a bigger budget would have, would only be able to do. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, also at Halloween, they put the Charlie Brown characters into <laughs> costumes, such as one of them in a Frankenstein head and uh, Snoopy in like a sheet. 
and mm. uh, I think that's great too. I just want to give some uh, sure. vocal, some uh, air time to that. Yeah. Look, you you said it on the show yesterday. I think you said on the season pass. Mm-hmm. We can't remember what I don't know we what was what. which is I going where. No yeah. idea. But yeah, that is look. I love the peanuts. I love them with the costumes on too. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, that's what you get. All the flavors at for everybody. Uh, I also want to say, and I, I, this is just a thing that like I love and I talk about all the time. Uh, if you tread, if your taste trends more towards the whimsical part of Halloween, and you are in Los Angeles, uh, the local haunt Boney Island, which is a bunch of delightful skeletons doing fun <laughs> tricks, and there's a little water show. Uh, it used to be in in someone's yard in. German Oaks and then that got too they got too big and too popular and they took last year off as they kind of like had to reset and figure out what they were going to do. This year it is in a section of Griffith Park and it is bigger and there is like a nominal admission fee but I'm so happy it's back. I'm so happy to go. I believe it's also right next to the Ghost Train uh, uh, which is another fun like whimsical thing that I, I know uh, our past guests Justin Michael and Mr. Strickland are big fans of. Um, these are very different and family friendly than like say the haunted hayride uh i oh is that scary maybe, maybe i'll conquer the haunted hayride that next. is i think yes supposed to be the sky scary. is the limit for me here as far as being able to do scary stuff so yeah but I, you're no you're no longer what is it you're a no you were a no frights queen no frights queen but i'm now a frights queen you're a frights queen yeah yeah uh, um, so but yeah pony island and ghost train uh i'm excited to to check those out this year uh um, we're would, not being paid to say that no um, yeah we're not being paid to say any of this we're yeah, not so, but they have, but all these places but, gave us things and keep giving us yeah, things sure. sure please uh and i hope you're all happy for us listening that we got the thing yes are you happy for us let us know <laughs> yeah. in the comments um if you could both say that michael carlson you survived podcast a ride while you look oh, into my sure. eyes that would yeah. be really good <laughs> michael carlson <laughs> both at the same time okay, okay. Yeah. how do you look at both of us though all right well i'll just shift back and forth okay. uh, michael, michael carlson, carlson you survived, survived podcast, podcast the fright. Fright. yeah that's yeah. actually the better way yes thank you Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're proud of you. We're very <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> That's what I wanted uh, the Snow White the Seven Dwarfs now to say Now you look to me. at me and say, Scott, you don't have a fucking problem. Scott, you have no problem. I was just riffing earlier. <laughs> you having having one glass of wine a night is fine. That's what like Patrick Stewart does, and he lives. He's seventy seven years old. He looks great. He's in great shape. Everyone loves him. Okay, great. Uh, I'm clearly every bit the physical specimen of, of Patrick Stewart, yeah. and I, uh, I'll take I that. And thanks for looking at me in the eye. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to us in your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, keep checking out. We got more spooky delights yeah. and scary frights coming up all the month of October. Yeah. Um, a a big all, one next week and a big announcement coming next week, too. True. Yes. Big yes. Let's let's uh, let's tease that. Um, yeah, next week's going to be a great one. And uh, uh, but all the stuff stayed the same. We uh, we didn't switch the name on all the socials, like at podcast the ride on Twitter or Instagram or podcast the ride at gmail dot com. Um, and we got the uh, shirts around. There's a, there's a haunt cast the fright shirt available as well as all our regular ones. I survived, which you should now wear with pride. 
played. Uh, I really did. Impressive. You know, we we got to support each other here. You were you were y'all were supportive about Splash Mountain for me. I, I will be uh, supportive about this for you. Um, I don't know what you need support on, Jason, but uh, uh, just all of my life choices. That's yeah, fine. General, all the things. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, uh, you need some support on your arm that you cut up uh, <laughs> yeah. on your birthday eve. Sure. <laughs> it's mending. You're doing. Hey, my fine. my jeans and my sweater I liked were fine though. That was that was my concern. Oh yeah. Because uh, nice those heal naturally. No, they don't. Now, if you have more of your day to kill. Go to season. Go to the season pass podcast and hear the more of this incredible multi podcast crossover event uh, and and more content done from a Knott's Berry Farm conference room. Yes, and thanks again to those guys. Thanks to everyone at Knott's. Thanks to everyone at Universal. Uh, it's very fun to go behind the scenes of all this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, well, check us out next week. More fun. Goodbye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.